Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustained effort and violence. It could be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sug boat. You know what? We couldn't get on the sug boat. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, let's see if I remember how to do this. Welcome into Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Brock back with you in the driver's seat. Welcome in. Thanks for tuning in on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. We are online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show and give us your thoughts, questions, concerns, comments on Facebook Live and on YouTube as we are live there. And you can uh, view and be a part of the program on today's show all right coming up on the program we have former east carolina assistant basketball coach and also former interim head coach michael perry uh currently the color analyst with jeff charles on the pirates img learfield soon to be Playfly, whatever sports network we will talk about the pirates winning a road game against tulsa and they got a big one coming up at home saturday Menji's coliseum six o'clock against smu who just knocked off houston last night so we'll talk about all that and more with coach perry coming up at 325 brian north joins us at four o'clock you know uh while i was gone some great shows on pirate radio live some great guests uh david glenn Louis scruggs the pac-man great to hear mark packer back um but this is more my speed today we're going to talk to an internet troll on the show redbeard when I'm in charge of things, that's the kind of guess we get on Pirate Radio Live. Notorious internet troll Redbeard, who is a Bengals fan. Talk about how he's feeling just a couple of days ahead of Super Bowl 56. It'll be Bengals and Rams coming up this Sunday right here on Pirate Radio. He'll join us in hour number two. Hour three, Troy D will be alongside. And touchdown, Tony Collins, ECU Hall of Famer will join us as well so that is what is on tap for today shirley rhodes cj schaefer great to see you folks in studio bay good to see you again clip welcome back good to be here (laughs) shirley you had a good week it was phenomenal (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable everything okay everything good all right good to hear uh chan man chandler honeycutt here as well hello chandler hey clipper good to have you back buddy don't touch me <laughs> good to be back good to see you chandler good Mi- to see you too buddy missed you last night but good to see you today uh john moody in the chat says clipper, clipper! will you accept this invite to get on the vance van <laughs> what are we doing now all right I, apparently a lot happened while i was gone especially when it comes to ecu basketball players modes of transportation namely the sugboat so so what all did i miss 
I mean, Vance Jackson with a good night the other night, six threes from him, and apparently including the, the game winner, the dagger, uh, the dagger we, that he was trying to get fouled on. <clears throat> by the way, so uh, the Vance Easy fan shot. has been invented apparently by John Moody. And uh, he wants you to be on it. I don't know how you can be on the Sugboat and yeah. the Vance fan at the same time. I'm taking. I'm now, spoken Now, here's for. a guy. All right, Chris Collinsworth. Mentioning myself. That is not on the Sugboat. I am available. Well, you, are, you, are you not on the felt belt? That hasn't been created yet. It's in, it's in the works. <laughs> All right. I'm talking about that it's being a, for next year. It's on the assembly line. So, to write out the rest of the year, I do want to be a part of something. And I've always been a Vance Jackson fan, so I think I fit the mold for the vance fan john i'm gonna have to decline your offer to get on the vance van and in conjunction with that you are no longer a part of the sug boat since you have created the vance van oh that means you have an open spot uh sorry sorry john your daughter is still a member of the sug boat honorary you are not you uh and that and look you can drive the vance van that can be your thing but you can't be on water and land at the same time this is not a ferry this is not the Danny Ferry Ferry, Shirley, which used to be on in the late 80s. This is true. This is not a ferry situation. We're on a boat or we're on land. You can't be on both. Pick a side. See, I'm already getting emotional about this. Because yesterday, apparently, Troy was playing pretend. Like a little kid taking a bath, playing with his battleships and sugboats in the bath. Hey, I'm a captain. Well, it definitely took on a hell of a lot of water. Hey, I'm a. I, I compared it to this. I said it's like, and a lot of people might have not seen this movie, but Santa Claus Two, when Tim Allen is, you know, has to go somewhere, uh, he has to go back to like the regular world, and they make a toy version of Santa Claus to mm-hmm. like run nor- the North Pole, and just runs it into the ground. <laughs> That's how I saw this. Yeah. Like you're in, you, you know, you're gone. He kind of just, you know, makes his way onto the sugboat and, you know, claims himself as this, you know, honorary captain, interim captain, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that, that's not how it works. Like when Troy and Jonathan go out of town, I don't say I'm owner of Pirate Radio now. I just, I just do the fill-in duties. Well, now what Troy said was there was nobody to overwrite him. That was his explanation. Anybody can say, hey, that. this is the great thing about America. Anybody can say anything. We will not cancel Troy. We will not send him to jail. Cancel Troy. For saying this. But just because you say something doesn't mean it's fact. Doesn't mean it has merit. And that was uh, the case over these last couple of days. Uh, John is now giving you the Vance van to retain his spot on the sugboat. Okay. He's a, I mean, he really wants to be on the sugboat then. Chandler is riding around in an unmarked white van with the windows tinted. Why is there a lock on the back door? <laughs> Why is there a master lock? I plead the fifth. I can't talk about it. Okay. I ain't saying nothing. Chandler's Vance van. Check it out around town. Give and, it out. and stay tuned for the felt, bo- felt belt coming up next year. The felt belt. All right. So, uh, man, Suggs is back and the Pirates are winning. Who what a shocker. Who would have thunk it? Me. Well, me too. You're on the boat. Glue guy. What happened to you yesterday? Were you here? Mm-hmm. How'd you let all this happen? He put me back there. He made me answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he yeah. He knew what would happen if I was up here. <laughs> all right. That's fine. 
I need to have one-on-one conversations with all the Sogbo members to find out how this atrocity took place. It was a heinous I, act. I think the future guest on this show today, Redbeard, who is the security Oh, don't worry. I'm going to ask him what happened. The muscle. Of the Sugboat. Yeah. Did not do a good job of keeping Troy off. How in the world did the Pirates win a road game? So, I watched 0.0 seconds of that game. However, my trigger finger on the score app was popping and i followed just about every bucket that way Uh, i was out of town unfortunately i was not on vacation or doing anything fun i was attending a funeral so it was not a very pleasant trip and it was not a very pleasant time tuesday night while the pirates were playing but i did have my phone handy and kept up with the entire game uh how did they do it guys well, you had Vance Jackson who got hot again. We know that he's, he's able to do this. He had six threes in the game. You had uh, uh, Tremont Robertson White knocking down three himself. A couple of those coming down in the in the stretch of things. Uh, uh, so a couple of clutch threes from Robertson White. But then you also had your guy Suggs who was you know doing a little bit of everything. Yep. Uh, I know he had three rebounds. I think six of six, yep. six assists, and then I know he had five steals. Uh, so you know how many charges. Uh, how many charges did he take the one that mattered the one that mattered exactly right but uh you know i go mentioned this earlier in the week when uh troy was guest hosting that you know he he doesn't dominate in just one category he's just able to kind of sprinkle everywhere i go um (laughs) so i go a big suggs guy yeah i saw i go and hoist the color say i've always said brandon suggs was a glue guy get the hell out of here the blasphemy the 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 front running the bandwagoners really irritate me. Everybody better start realizing because it's time to – you can't deny it anymore. We lost every game that he wasn't here, and he comes back. And I'm not I'm not just saying this clip because you let me on the boat. When this guy – when Brandon Suggs is on the court, the creativity on offense is off the charts. And it's it's because of him. The ball <laughs> what, moving is so good. What a wild statement that is. It, it, there, <laughs> the creativity is off the charts. There is there is no motivation from Where this Where is team. it on the charts? CJ, it's off the charts. CJ has been charting ECU's offense uh-huh. these last seven, eight games. And then it just got off the charts. It's been ugly. The other night, I saw him writing. He, was like, he wasn't even writing on the paper. It went off the table. It was yeah. off the freaking charts. Uh, Pirates are going to have to play out of their minds uh, if they are to win on Saturday. Shooting's going to have to be off the charts. Off the charts, because as we look at the Bucks scoreboard, how about the result last night in Dallas? George W. Bush was there. Did you see him after the game? Really? I don't know if he was touting himself or just calling the uh, SMU win, but he was throwing up a W, which... uh, it's like Dave Chappelle and the Wu-Tang sketches. <laughs> Wu-Tang! But George W. and uh, his brother, Jeb? Jeb Bush. Yeah. Jeb? From Florida. They were courtside. Not second row. They uh, were courtside. Okay. I heard um, Mincy say a phrase the other day. Ben Mintz, a friend of the show uh-huh. from Barstool, say a phrase, Chandler, that i'm gonna ask from now on if when i'm offered courtside seats am i this because i thought this was a great phrase he said feet on the wood feet on the wood i like that feet on the wood our feet was not on the wood feet on the wood uh, I, i'm courtside I mean, feet on the wood but that's a great that's a great phrase right yeah like next time you get offered courtside tickets say are my uh, are my feet gonna be on the wood 
And if the answer is no, then you're not courtside. And if the answer is no, they're going to be on some flimsy platform, <laughs> then you know you're not courtside. Why am I talking about this? I don't remember now. Oh, George W. Bush was courtside. <laughs> Former president of the United States. Of the United States of America saw SMU knock off Houston 85 to 83. The ponies are 17 and 5, 8 and 2 in league play. Uh, that was Houston's first AAC loss. So now SMU comes here Saturday. This is a monster game. This is a must win for them for at large purposes. Yep. I always joke that, you know, the only time we see East Carolina on Selection Sunday on CBS is in the bad loss column for another team making the tournament. For SMU, this would be a bad loss. Let's see who they've lost to this year. For ECU, I absolutely love last night's result. I like the Pirates' chances to pull an upset on Saturday. Now I freaking love the Pirates' chances. What is the spread on Saturday? Oh, we're going to have to play guess the line. And I would say SMU minus seven and a half. Mm. I was going to go closer to double digits, maybe nine and a half, ten. I was going to say like 11. (laughs) Give me the Pirates. So SMU lost by 15 at Wichita State. Mm. They lost by 17 at Cincinnati. Mm. They lost to Loyola, Marymount, Missouri, and Oregon earlier this year. So, you know, Oregon... That's a quality loss, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Missouri's not very good, but they're Missouri. I got to imagine Loyola Marymount is not a good loss. Uh, and then at Cincinnati, at Wichita State. So they have lost their games on the road. They've lost their games by double digits on the road. They just get a big win. They are feeling themselves. They are reading the clippings. They're starting to look ahead and say, Look ahead. We got temple memphis at home tulsa at home we got some winnable games coming up we need to go on a run here and pad our resume for the ncaa tournament if you're east carolina you're playing with some your momentum hey you're feeling good after a win i don't know man i just like the uh from that aspect of it now you got to go play the game they've got good players they could come in here shoot lights out maybe but from the 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 letdown aspect of it, I really like the Pirates on Saturday. Before last year's upset win at home against Houston, I think the biggest win at home before that was against SMU. Yeah. Uh, so can it happen again on Saturday? We shall see. Can lightning strike twice? We shall see. Is that it? That's it. All right. Do we not agree? Do we not agree? Six o'clock Saturday, Minji's Coliseum. All right, coming up tonight in hoops, I did. I was able to watch some basketball over the last three days. I saw Duke lose to Virginia. Did y'all see that the other night? Yep. Duke back in action tonight. Quick turnaround. So they went North Carolina. They blew out the Tar Heels Saturday. Big time. Monday, Jaden Gardner and the Cavaliers took down Duke in Cameron on a late three-pointer clutch shot. They are right back at it tonight on the road at Clemson. Clemson, little John, coming off a last-second loss to North Carolina. So uh, both of those teams, it's bounce-back night tonight in Little John. Uh, let's see. Purdue is at Michigan. I saw Purdue wax uh, Illinois the other night. Yep. That Ivy guy might be my favorite player in the country. 
what's his name Jalen Jaden uh, that Ivy guy for Purdue is a player uh, Jaden Ivy had 23 the other night uh, the Boilers are in action tonight um, so yeah Arkansas and Auburn saw that what about the theatrics at the end of that game so dude dunks it lights go out fireworks are happening <laughs> it's literally and like, a court storm it's like a movie yeah it was like the end of like high school musical maybe yeah if they came out with a fourth one i tell you what lights out guy give that, it up pretty good give that guy some credit yeah or girl or per it could be or, a dog or whatever <laughs> they could have a lights dog it's 2022 you don't know what's going that on. would be impressive and if that's well, the thing i want the, it happening in menji's stat you've seen the dog bat boy or girl gore girl or squirrel squirrel bad squirrel <laughs> could you imagine a squirrel with a you know big bat big baseball bat yeah this is what the show is sorry <laughs> maybe i should leave again uh good job lights person in arkansas uh, let's get to the NBA trade deadline. Hornets making a Hornets, move. Hornets, Hornets, Hornets. I can't. I wish I could play the the cut. Uh, Montrez Harrell called Luka Doncic something. <laughs> a B-A-W-B. <laughs> he called him a B-A- a bulb. B-A-W-B. If you know, you know. If you don't, look it up. Yeah. Well, today we are all bulbs. I am the biggest bulb you know. I'm a bulb. Because Montrez Harrell, not Montrezel, Montrez Harrell, went to Louisville. Before that, Tarboro. Tarboro, stand up. Uh, I rode through Tarboro yesterday, and I said, you know what? I have a feeling. I gotta, something's going to happen here. <sighs> Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is going to join Washington, uh, the Commanders. Yeah. Something's buzzing. There's a buzz. There was a Hornet flying by my car. Um, this guy rolled down his window, called me a bulb, a B A W B, and I said, "You know what? Montrez Harrell is going to be a Hornet, and he is." Uh, Vernon Carey is he any good? He went to Duke, right? Yeah, he went to Duke. He, he was, was a, a second round pick for us. Uh, I don't think he plays, right? Uh, no, I mean he he stayed a lot in the deve- developmental league. These uh, NBA trades are weird because a lot of them are just for cash. Like you'll see, like. I, I still see guys that don't play anymore. Like the rights to Mike Miller have been traded for so and so. Like these NBA trades are weird to me. Uh, but this one is to get, you know, some more production. I guess inside Harold can yeah. hit mid range. Yeah. Uh, they trade Ish Smith. It, this will be his second stint in Washington. So uh, that's the trade with that. that. I did like some Ish Smith. <sighs> yeah. But now you get. Uh... He's all right. James Booknight hopefully gets Book. some more time playing for... Uh, Hornets stink, by the way. Yeah, six yeah. in a row. We should mention that. They are toast. Um, big trade today. James Harden goes to the 76ers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry. Ooh, Andre Drummond was part of that deal as mm-hmm. well. Uh, so a monster trade there. Finally, the Sixers get rid of Ben Simmons. James Harden, who apparently his legacy now is just requesting trades everywhere he lands. Uh, We'll see how quickly he wants to get out of Philly. But that is a monster deal. There was a quote recently that I saw. I don't know when Doc Rivers said it. But Doc Rivers, Sixers coach, joked about trading for Seth Curry, saying, you know, I didn't really 
know or care what kind of player he was i just wanted to be around my daughter and grandkids seth curry is doc rivers son-in-law yeah uh i saw that quote like last week maybe he was serious because he just shipped out seth curry maybe he said you leave my daughter stays you're out of here uh so harden to the sixers i saw a tweet today that said harden durant and Kyrie irving played together 16 games and was 13 and three Wow. Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James played more games together than they did the whole time they were together. <laughs> That's wild. So are the Sixers the favorite now? Are the Nets the favorite? Is Ben Simmons going to play? Is he available? I, I think they're going to ease him back in. I think he's I think he's been ready to play this whole time. But been ready? Yeah, he's been ready. That's good. But uh, they got to get him back into game shape. James Harden needs to get into game shape, too been kind of phoning it in the past couple months i know somebody that's really excited about this trade it's the guy that we talked to yesterday it's the guy that we talk to every week here on this show yeah. the big man on campus he Jeff very is very very excited about this and move. he should be very excited the uh 76ers got to keep matisse thibel and tyrese maxi two guys that are pretty pretty important in their rotation and uh i know seth curry is a great shooter but you kind of have James Harden now to alleviate what that issue would have been. And that pick and roll with Embiid and Harden's going to be really good. Who's the SMU guard that they got that I like? Ngungu. Um, no. He's no. It's not. It's that. not Ngungu. It's Shake Milton. Ah, that guy. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, you you were on the right track. Shake Milton. I, the guy I'm thinking of, I think, plays for the Celtics or plays for somebody. Ungungugu. Ungungugu. Yeah, he's he's all right. Shake Milton with SMU. Yeah, he did. Oh. He certainly did. Shake rattle and roll. Uh Chandler, I saw the Hornets were in talks to get Hornets, your guy. Hornets, Hornets. From the uh Spurs, the big man. Oh, Jake Portal? <laughs> yeah. Portal. I guess it didn't go through the portal, but <laughs> they were uh they were in talks to land that guy. That was when uh Back when I asked you who you got in your fantasy draft, and you led off with him instead of Anthony Davis, and which I ended up still getting Anthony Davis. Okay. Anyway, uh, other go ahead. Uh, joining uh, Vernon Carey and Ish Smith in Washington is Kristaps Porzingis. He will be heading to Washington yeah. and being a Wizard. Mm-hmm. There's that. Wizards are trying to do whatever they can right now to get like a seven or eight seed in the playoffs, just to say they made it. I, I don't but know what good they traded do. Dinwiddie. Is he a? Yes, he's a good player. So yeah. I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on. I guess they're just going to give the keys to Bradley Beal and say, "Okay, go at it." Bucks get Serge Ibaka, who is still playing. That one I liked a lot. Raptors get Goran Dragic. That one. Or send him to the Spurs. I'm yeah, sorry. That one sucked. They traded away a first rounder to get that to happen too. Uh what else? Uh, I saw C.J. McCollum earlier this week went to the Pelicans. The uh, Celtics just traded away Dennis Schroeder to uh, the Rockets for Daniel Tice. Dennis Schroeder. What? Uh, wait, what? The Celtics traded Daniel, or uh, they got Daniel Tice from the Rockets, and Dennis Schroeder went to the Rockets. Did that guy play for the Celtics? He did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I figured... Yeah, we let him walk in free agency just to trade him, trade back for him. Two All right. Years I later. was like, are you getting that right? Because I'm pretty sure that guy plays for the Celtics. No, you're right. It makes absolutely no sense. That's <laughs> okay. why it's that's why it happened. All right. There you go. Uh, so there you go. NBA trade deadline. Uh, the deadline is passed, but sometimes these moves uh, can happen after, you know. No moves for the later. Lakers or the Knicks. Wow. Yeah. 
So people, uh, I don't follow it close enough. I watch the Hornets keep up with stuff, but so have the Knicks fans turned on Julius Randle? Is that the yeah? Uh, story? He's been he's been awful. Okay, they wanted him to go bad, and because now he's on a bad contract, and they want to get rid of it, but nobody wants to take that contract on. Also, Russell Westbrook is awful. Yeah. Okay. He is. He was literally untradeable. The only, the only reasonable option was a straight up trade for him and John Wall just to flip flop because Russell Westbrook is on like the third biggest contract in the league. And nobody else can take it. Nobody where is John it. Wall? Um, where is he? Houston, I think. Just dying in Houston? Yeah, doing nothing, but yeah. he's there. All right. NBA. Who cares? And uh, Super Bowl, Rams, Bengals. How you feeling on this Thursday, Chandler? Uh, I'm getting re- I'm I'm ready for it. I think this is going to be an exciting matchup. It's a unique matchup, especially in Super Bowls. Very random. Uh, I know we talked about when was the last random Super Bowl. But uh, I'm very excited about the battle for uh, the battle of the number nines, Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow. I've been on the Bengals, man, um, all week long, or actually for the past two weeks. So I'm gonna stick with the Bengals. I like them plus four. Um, kind of eager to see what this line does uh, as it approaches kickoff. I'm getting more confident about the Rams as we get closer to Sunday. That's fine. So we'll uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, coming up, uh, six o'clock Friday on the huddle, myself, Chandler, Shirley, will join Morgan Aylers for a little uh, prop bet action. We'll go through the prop bets and make our selections for Super Bowl Sunday. You can hear the game right here on Pirate Radio. All right, there's your rundown. That's it. Welcome back. Your first rundown of the week. We got through it. Quick update though, uh, for Harold Bird the third. What's Harold doing? In the uh, waste management, something open. This is Phoenix the tournament open. where the uh, the fans get loud and rowdy. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, he is currently headed to the third hole, but he is one under par. So, um, right now that puts him. I see the leader at six under. Yep. So he would be five, five shots five, back. Five shots back. All right. Your thoughts on the big putt from uh, HV three on Sunday? it was freaking epic man i mean the the drama where bubba had hit some clutch putts right and harold needed to two putt to send it to a playoff a he playoff. needed to birdie it yeah and just launched it <laughs> knocked it down didn't move until it dropped uh what a scene man and also uh, we talked to greeny last friday i didn't realize because Greeny had actually texted me and said HV3 first place uh, during the day Friday and I was like okay well let me pay attention to this find out what he's playing in and I saw he wasn't in the Pro-Am and he wasn't in the European Tour he was in this Saudi Arabia deal and I was like oh is this some like knockoff tournament no that's where all the big names were that was the big name event last week Mm -hmm. and for Harold to win that was absolutely huge and now he's uh, still looking for that elusive PGA Tour win. Although that win he had last week put him in the top 50, but you need to get you to finish in there to get into the Masters. Yeah. So it's getting closer to a reality. We'll uh, keep an eye on HV3 on our Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Take a timeout. Come back when we return. Michael Perry, former East Carolina assistant basketball coach, interim head coach, now the color analyst alongside Jeff Charles for Pirate Hoops, will join us to talk about East Carolina's victory on Tuesday night. Look ahead to SMU. Get his thoughts 
on the team. That and more on the way when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to to go. Oh, okay. Head back into the show. Here's Clip. Give it to me, baby. Sounds like there should be somebody saying, give it to me, baby, in the background of this song. Probably. I think so. Did you know former East Carolina basketball assistant coach and interim head coach Michael Perry left Richmond as the all-time leading scorer? in basketball history i did know that i don't know let's see hold on let me let's see i don't know let's see let's check they're gonna check it let's see that is indeed true uh he was the all-time leading scorer johnny newman you don't know who that is young chan do you name sounds familiar former charlotte hornet Huh, maybe that's why. Uh, surpassed him as Richmond's all-time leading scorer. Did you know that former ECU assistant coach, interim head coach Michael Perry, was drafted in the NBA draft by the Kansas City Kings? Hmm. And did you know? Did you know? That he was drafted in the ninth round of that draft. Did no. you know there were nine rounds? I didn't know that either no. until I saw that today. I, I'm going to be honest. I did not know that. How about you go from nine to two today? What did they do with all those players? I don't know. Anyway, well, uh, that was the same draft with such greats as Mark Aguirre, Isaiah Thomas, Kelly Trapuca. I have his bo- I have his bobblehead. Larry Nance, Danny Ainge. So uh, I think he might have been the first Hornet selected. I might be wrong. I don't know. Well, no, he. Uh, this was 1981, so the Hornets were not a thing. That's right. When he was drafted, when Trapuca was drafted by the Pistons, uh, we'll talk a little bit about his uh, playing days, but uh, we'll talk some pirate hoops now with Michael Perry, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Coach Perry, appreciate your time. How you doing today? I'm doing great. All is well. Good to hear, Coach, and uh, looking forward to a big one coming up on Saturday, and it just got bigger with SMU's win last night over Houston, and of course, East Carolina winning their first road game earlier this week against Tulsa, and Coach, uh, I guess you're looking for for little milestones here in year one of you on the broadcast with Jeff Charles. How about your first road win uh, the other night? That that one had to uh, feel pretty good, right? Yeah, it was terrific, boy. You know, when you're even with your radio, I mean, I, I think it's hard to kind of disconnect yourself. I think you feel very vested with the team you travel with. Them. And in my case, I go to a lot of the practices, so I feel very connected and very vested with the team. So uh, if they don't play well or they don't win, I don't feel good. It's like the coaches don't feel good. Uh, so it was, it was a good feel last um, 
couple of nights ago and the plane ride, I think uh, having a win like that would have made that plane ride just a little bit shorter than what it typically is. Coach, I asked uh, I asked Jeff Charles and Cy Seymour about this, and, and then I asked Coach Dooley himself. You know, when you and I, I went back to the UCF loss where they had a lead and lost it, and then get blown out by Houston, and you have some some close games here and there. You lose those. You know, how do you you keep a team mentally in it when you get to the the grind of late January, uh, early February? And and how do you you know basically keep the guys from quitting uh, and from kind of packing it in? And this ECU team, they're always going to fight. Uh, how about that? This roster, Joe Dooley's team, uh, continuing to fight, continuing to stay in it, and it pays off the other night with a road win. How, how tough is that to do after you face some losses uh, as a college basketball coach? Well, I think it starts with the type of guys that you have in the locker room, and uh, you got a staff first of all that's. Uh, they're they're certainly not like you know, you know just you know, just cashing it in and saying okay we'll just get ready for next year. So the staff isn't like that, and you got guys in the locker room that I mean, every game is important to them, regardless of what the record is. I mean they want to win every game to go out there. I mean they're throwing everything they've got and all their efforts and all their energies into everything, uh, out, putting everything out there on the floor because they're trying to get a win. I mean they're trying they're trying to go out there and play their best basketball. Those are the type of guys that you have in the locker room. So you recruit guys, that's part of their DNA. And typically, you don't have to worry about guys kind of shutting it down early. Uh, but again, uh, hard practices have been very competitive. Um, the, the message from the coaches uh, is, is consistent. And, um, you know, they're taking it one play at a time, one game at a time. So I think that's got to be your message in, when you're in a situation like this. Michael Perry joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Coach, you, you look at Vance Jackson in the Memphis game. It's a big corner three to tie it up late. We saw him down the stretch against Cincinnati uh, have some big performances, hit some go-ahead free throws late, and uh, hit the clutch shot the other night. Some guys uh, can rise to the occasion in those moments. Some guys shy away from it. It looks like Vance is uh, the type of guy that likes the ball in his hands when, when it matters the most at the end of games. Yeah, he's very confident in shooting the basketball. And you can see that. He's got a beautiful stroke. He's got size along with that. And um, he's a guy, you know, that he doesn't need a lot of space. Uh, so he can get his shot off. He's got a high release point. So he's very confident as a shooter, even when heavily guarded. And, uh, and that was certainly the case the other day. He shot bait about three or four times. The defender's hand was actually in his space. And he had to come through his hand after shot taking three or four times, he's strong enough at 235 to be able to just go right through the defender's hand and raise up and, and make you know, get, make the game winner, which is impressive. Michael Perry joining us, Coach. A good game from Vance the other night, 22. Tremont Robinson-White, the other pirate in double figures with 13. We saw the return of Brandon Suggs, and as Brandon Suggs does, he, he stuffed the stat sheet, six points, three boards, six assists, five steals, also uh, the charges that he took in the game. So you've got the, the tangible stuff that he does on the court. How about the intangible of a, a guy, one of your leaders returning to the locker room, to the court. How, how much of a boost did that give East Carolina earlier this week in that win over Tulsa? A tremendous boost. And I think it starts even before he gets on the floor. It starts with his presence. Uh, the players are very confident in his ability and his ability to impact the game 
not necessarily with the stat sheet. And with that confidence, uh, it creates a swagger amongst the team. They're more confident as a group having him. And Tremont was there against Tulane. Having those guys there, you're, you're, they're your best perimeter defenders. And, you know, night in and night out in this league, most of the nights, uh, the best players are the guys, that, the major contributors for most teams are going to be perimeter guys. So you got to have your best perimeter defenders night in and night out in this team, uh, in this league. And, and certainly having those two guys back was tremendous. And Suggs, I mean, I, I point to uh, just when he got hurt. Things have kind of gone south for this team when he went south. He played his best basketball against Memphis, which was a, a what a tribute to him and his character after playing, uh, not having one of his best performances against Cincinnati. Yeah. Didn't play in the second half of that game. A lot of times you see guys spoke head down. He came back, he practiced hard, and uh, was taken out of the starting lineup, came off the bench, uh, played extremely well, had his best basketball game against Memphis after having probably his worst game. And then he's playing great. I thought he's the best player on the floor, on the Central Florida game. He turns his ankle, and things went south in that game and went south for games after that because Suggs wasn't there. Not because he's the leading scorer, because he impacts the game in so many ways that aren't reflected in the statute. Yeah, and that's a good point, too, about bouncing back from that Cincinnati performance with the the game winner and the game he had against Memphis. That, that's a great lesson for Felton, for Brandon Johnson, Alexis Reyes, these young guys playing, right, Coach? That, hey, you're, you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have some downs early on, but that doesn't mean uh, you can't bounce back. Uh, that's that's leading by example uh, when you come back and play like that for the younger guys. And you know what? And, and, and they're getting the message. You know, one thing I, I was talking to Coach about uh, a couple of weeks ago was I've been impressed with the attitude of the young kids uh, in the program who have not been playing a lot. I mean, those guys played a lot because uh, they had a lot of guys out at Tulane. But prior to that, you know, those guys haven't been playing a lot. Every once in a while, um, because of the you know, not having enough personnel because of injuries and so forth, uh, one of those guys in the actually go in and play more minutes than he's typically playing. But you know, what's interesting is that those kids, even though they're not playing a lot of minutes, and they come to practice every day with a big smile on their face. They're working hard. They're giving you maximum effort. On the bench, they're enthused, very engaged. After games, when they don't play, they got a good attitude. All the things that you want to see that show you what a good teammates they are. But those are the things that you want to see from young kids because um, it doesn't work It doesn't work like that a lot. I mean, let me tell you that. A lot of times, kids' heads are down. Hey, sometimes during the Christmas break, they're looking to get out of there. They're looking to move to another school. They're so disgruntled, and they got a sour look on their face, and it's just bad for your team. None of that with this young. Group. I've been really impressed with the young, the young kids, uh, the young freshman group with, this, um, with the Pirates right now. Michael Perry joining us, Coach. Uh, East Carolina coming off a win. SMU coming off a big win last night. Came back to defeat Houston. That's the Cougars' first loss in conference play. So I watch basketball forever. When I see something like that, I, I like ECU's chances even more at a potential letdown for SMU coming up on Saturday. They're riding high right now. They're reading headlines. They're doing all that. How about you as a as a former coach and, and now an analyst to do you think about that at all, or are you, you just focused on ECU? I mean, is there anything to a, a potential letdown for SMU coming up on Saturday? You know, in this business, you never can gauge it. Man, there's nights which I've looked at a team and thought, man, those guys because they're ready to play in their legs. <laughs> right. and, and in the vice versa, I've seen kids 
looking like they didn't, they didn't have much enthusiasm at all to go out and play one of the best games of the year. So it's hard to gauge it looking at them. But I will tell you this, that staff, and I know a lot of guys on that staff, they, they're they aware that that could potentially happen. Yeah. Believe me, they're doing they're pushing all the buttons they possibly can to get this team focused. Because right now, they're in the final stretch of the season, and they're playing for a lot more than just – I mean, they're playing for an opportunity to be able to win this league. They've got two conference losses. Uh, Houston has one. Uh, they're going to play them again. And they're also trying to put themselves in a position to get an at-large bid uh, for the NCAA tournament. So they can't afford uh, any type of a loss outside of a quad one win or loss. They've got to make sure that they're coming – I don't know – what ECU would, 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 would factor in there in terms of their quad two loss or quad three if they were to lose, but they can't afford a loss to East Carolina yeah. right now. They're trying to build their resume. They're trying to build to get an at-large bid or put themselves in a position for at-large bid uh, for the NCAA tournament. They can't afford it. Yeah, it was looking like maybe a one-bid league, but SMU has something to say about that, and uh, that that is a, a huge game coming up for them and their tournament chances coming up on Saturday. We'll circle back to ECU in a moment, Coach, but how much are you following what's going on uh, across the college basketball landscape this year with the ACC being down? How about the SEC, the Big 12? Uh, great games in those conferences every single night. Uh, how much are you, you kind of watching what's going on across the country this year in, in college basketball? Yeah, I do. I'm watching a lot of college basketball, watching a lot of different games. And obviously, just from a, from a coach or a fan perspective, I like to see what guys do, how they handle certain game situations. Uh, but it is interesting to see that you know, night in and night out, I mean, there's a lot of parity yeah. in college basketball right now. And a lot of that has to do with the portal. And I just think the, the, the model has changed somewhat in recent years with college basketball. I was telling a friend of mine about that recently. He was a diehard Carolina fan. And I was telling him there used to be a time where, man, you used to always, uh, for a lot of coaches, we would scratch our heads. You, you might see a kid who's a, a you know, top 25 kid or a top um, 10 kid, and he may go to North Carolina, he may go to Duke, and they've already got like a pro prospect already in his position. And people will say, why did that kid go there? I mean, they got Grant Hill there. I mean, <laughs> He's going to start a small forward and play most of the minutes. Why would a kid who's a top 25 player who's a small forward, why would he go to Duke and Grant Hill's there? Well, in a lot of those programs, you would see that. That literally guys loading up. And even if they had a guy in their position, they still would go there. That's not happening today. Yeah. If they got if they got elite talent at that position and there's a chance that, that kid might not be going pro, elite level guys aren't going there. So you're not getting that stockpile a talent that you used to have at a lot of these programs. It's being spread around. So there's more parity just because the recruiting model has changed somewhat in terms of guys not stockpiling all the talent that they used to have. And then the portal has opened up uh, a, you know, an avenue for a lot of kids to, to, to make some moves and maybe reposition themselves you know, for a chance to have more playing time. Michael Perry joining us, Coach. I talked to Coach Mack last week uh, about – uh, because he's an analyst now, uh, like yourself, and uh, and Mac McCarthy asked him what he missed about coaching, and he said the practices, being around the guys, teaching the game, uh, the camaraderie. Uh, he said he does not miss the recruiting. He definitely is glad he's not involved with the transfer portal and and that part of coaching these days that goes on. How about you, Coach? Uh, what what if anything do you miss about being on the sidelines, being in the locker room, and, and all that? Certainly the camaraderie with the players. And, you know, it, 
uh, I'm getting a lot of that now. You know, radio is a little different than television. I was talking for uh, another buddy, a coaching buddy of mine, was doing television the other night. He was doing the uh, the Tulsa ECU game. And when you do television, you know, you're kind of like a a hard gun, and you go in and you uh, you prepare for the game and you do the game, and then you leave afterwards. When you do radio, I mean, you're embedded with the team, so you you get that camaraderie with them. Yeah, but. But being able to have that on an ongoing basis, uh, yeah, that's one thing that you do miss. You know, like, uh, again, example, Mike, my telephone, there used to be a time as a coach, my phone rings at night, but I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> uh, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you just never know when something's going to happen. You're always on guard about something happening uh, with your players. And, um, and you just don't have those uh, those type of emotions uh, anymore, so I miss, I do miss that. You know, I, I do miss that. Now, the other day, I was at breakfast, and one of the coaches was talking to one of the kids, and he was going over his syllabus and what he had upcoming in terms of academics. And I, and, and, and that's part of one of the parts of the business that I didn't enjoy a lot of, but I did miss that part of it. Just I said, man, it's been a while since I've been able you know, to be a part of a conversation where I'm talking to the kid about what he's got remaining in the semester. Or when you know, are you getting prepared for this test or this paper that's coming up? Because you know, as a coach, you have to you're coaching every aspect of a young man's life, yeah. um, academic, basketball, even socially and culturally. Michael Perry joining us today, and uh, coach, we're enjoying hearing you on the broadcast with the voice, Jeff Charles, and we don't talk enough about your your playing days. Now, Jeff Charles has educated me on Michael Perry, the player. Uh, you left Richmond as their all-time leading scorer uh, and drafted in the ninth round of the NBA draft. Uh, how about, Coach Perry, though, as much as basketball has changed today, what kind of player would you be in 2022? What kind of numbers would you put up today? I I, I think the way I played, because I, I, I was a, a really good athlete, um, one of these guys was almost kind of positionless. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's a place for that today. I mean, a lot of teams have a guy like that. And um, a guy that can uh, play bigger than what he is. In fact, SMU's got a guy, well, not to say we were the exact same players, but I, I when I saw him, I said, wow, you know, that's pretty impressive. Uh, the guy who starts at the third spot for them. Because really they play five, they play five, basically five guards. But there's a guy who kind of starts at the center for them who's 6'5". And he's like 215, 220. And, uh, but he's like the inside-outside guy. And uh, and he's starting at the center spot for SMU, who actually one of the better teams in the country. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of pigeonhole a guy in terms of his position or what he is. He's just a player. And I think if you've got a, you know, a, a, you know, a pretty decent skill set and you're very athletic, I think there's, a, there's certainly a place for you today. And as a player, I was like that. So I think there would be a place for me today in this game. Coach, you mentioned SMU. We'll wrap it up here uh, with, with the guard-heavy lineup. Does that mean Joe Dooley goes small on Saturday? Does he try to go big and, and get some points on the inside? How do you think East Carolina uh, combats what SMU does and tries to pull the upset on Saturday? Great question. And that's probably what coaches uh trying to decide. Oh, I think they were off yesterday in their practice day and tomorrow, but I'm sure in the staff meeting yesterday, that was one of the things they were talking about, and then uh, you know, make more serious decisions in terms of the direction they want to go in terms of playing style 
today because they watched the game last night. But it, it, that's, that's the jackpot question. That's Each team that they play against has to make that decision. Do you want to play big or you want to go small? Houston decided to stay big last day. And their bigs were very productive. Josh Coffey was 7-9 from the field. Um, I mean, both guys, you can score against them if you can get the ball inside. I mean, they play a lot of zones. They're going to play some man. They mix their defenses up. Uh, they're going to have court traps for some. They try to take some time off the clock, speed you up, uh, so that you don't get an opportunity to probe them inside. But uh, that's going to be the dilemma. Do you play big or do you play small? Me, personally, I always like to try to make them make a decision rather than me have to make a decision and have to go small. Michael Perry joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Coach, really imp- appreciate the conversation. Enjoy talking hoops with you. We'll do it again down the road. But uh, you and uh, Jeff Charles have a great call on Saturday, and uh, we'll see you at Minji's. All right, take care. See you then. Michael Perry joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Looking forward to Saturday now, uh, and what a difference a week makes. We we had a good time last Saturday doing our watch-along, a great celebration uh, at the end of that thing because Chandler and I took the Pirates plus 24 and a half at halftime. I'm glad we did because that was the most fun that I had in a 20-point loss um, probably ever. You tweeted out the video, Chandler, of us celebrating uh, three to cut it to 20 at the end of the game by David Kessenegway or something like that. Uh, I got to get his I got to get his name down pat. He retweeted that tweet. Yeah. And, and liked uh, it. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Uh that I kind of hate that that cuz they're playing to win and we're celebrating a a cover <laughs> and players see that but hey, it's it's the reality of the situation. I gave him a shout out. I know. So yeah. And I guess I didn't he, tag him in it. I just had his name in there. It was also bad because we were saying live, don't take the shot. No, no, no. And then he buried it and we went crazy. Um, what a difference a week makes. Now I'm very excited to be in Minji Saturday for SMU. It, it only takes one win to get back. I know. It, it, but it's not just a win, but it's a win on the road. Because was, any win on the road in this league is tough. Any win on the road in college basketball That just tough. made me miss Cy Seymour when I'm you sorry. said that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, got to get him on next week. Yeah, so uh, it is tough to get a, uh, a win in this league. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> did you do that on purpose? Yes, I did. I don't think you did. I did. I know I did. All right. That was pretty good. But it's tough. All right. Thanks. Look, listen. I also did a What a Shot Jeffrey. What a Shot Jeffrey. On the uh, the shot. The you sure night. did. Uh, so, yeah, 6 o'clock, uh, SMU and East Carolina. Let's take a timeout. We will come back and wrap up hour number one. And get set for hour two when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT experts since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right, I always like to know what, like, what will you do for something to happen? Like, what would you sacrifice? Seems like we talk about that quite a bit. CJ Uzama, the 
tight end for the Bengals. He may or may not be playing on Sunday. I got the audio here. This is him. He says he would take a bath in Skyline Chili if they win the Super Bowl. And here he is talking to reporters about it. Uh, I was on a podcast, uh, PM's, uh, PMT podcast with Big Cat, and he said he was going to do it, and I said, I'll join you. Easy, 100%. I'm wearing swim trunks, but I'll, <clears throat> you put it in a swimming pool, I'll dive in there, and I'll eat my way out. <laughs> wow, he went to, eat I, his way out. I didn't listen to the end of that. Uh, imagine that, a giant swimming pool of Skyline Chili. And he'll do it with Big Cat? Dives head first, so he's at the bottom of it, has to eat his way to the top. That's pretty gross, but that's what he's willing to sacrifice to win this Super Bowl. All right, real quick, I love putting you all on the spot. Shirley, you have been called in, and Chandler, and CJ, uh, to Super Bowl Media Day. They ran out of reporters. You get to ask one question to a player in the Super Bowl. What are you asking? Chandler. Um... I don't know. Your player is uh, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham? Yeah, what are you asking him? Uh, what kind of hair products do you use for <laughs> oh, hair? Oh, come on. That's what you come up with on the spot? I'll ask him, like, how did you make your hair look like ramen noodles? I don't... Okay. <laughs> I don't know how well that's going to go over. All right, but that's your question. Thank you for, for playing. Shirley looks completely confused. CJ? No, I'm racking my brain. All right, what's your question for uh, T. Higgins, Cincinnati wide receiver? Are you asking CJ? No, you. Oh, you're asking me. Yeah, what's your question for Clemson great T. Higgins? Oh, she's going to the props. This is illegal. Do you believe you will get over five and a half receptions in the game? (laughs) that is actually really smart shirley and please don't tell anybody but us his answer sure how how much are you in this game plan six catches you thinking six catches how many how many catches are you thinking here that's thinking smart uh cj your question is for joe mixon Mixon? yeah i have a good question for joe why do you keep getting injured every time i draft you in fantasy oh no that is terrible oh ouch Man, I don't care about no fantasy. What would you ask him, Chandler, about that incident? Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, I put you guys I'd on say, the spot. Would you punch me in the face for fifty thousand dollars? You're giving him fifty. I think you said that wrong. Wait. He's gonna punch you in the face, and then you're gonna give him fifty thousand no. dollars. That's the way you said it. No, no, I, I definitely did not mean that. <laughs> He'll say sure, Bladow. <laughs> now tell him to I'll bring let you, me my I'll money. I'll let you punch me in the face if you give me fifty thousand dollars. Why would he do that? It's a question. All right. All and right. you know those media day questions get weird. Yeah, I mean, for example, ramen noodle hair and fantasy. You guys ran the gamut there, and Shirley's talking gambling. This is why they don't send Pirate Radio to Media Day. I was wondering why. I was wondering why we're not doing the show for Media Day. What questions are you expecting us to answer? What question would you ask? I don't know. That's why I asked you. I don't know. know. Hey, Matt, I heard you played baseball with Clayton Kershaw. Was that cool? What question would you ask to Deontay Smith? Deontay. Yo. 
Deontay. What's it like being you? That's a great question. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> What's Deont- it like being you? Deontay, at what point this season did you think this team could make it here where they are today? It's not a good question. Uh, uh, not for media day. No. Nah. It's got to be silly. I, yeah, but there's plenty of people to ask the silly stuff. You can always ask them the, like, if you're stranded on the island, what three things would you want? Oh, no. I saw a uh, commander got in trouble this week or had to apologize. Jonathan Allen. You can Google up to see why. He answered the question, like, who would you want? What three people would you want at dinner? And you can see what his answer was. Uh, All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Brian North joins us. We'll talk Super Bowl 56, some hoops. And also, internet troll Redbeard will join us in hour two. He is a Bengals fan. We'll see how he's feeling about Bengals Rams. All that and more on the way on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back ube has been an ecu tradition for over 50 years and you can shop online anytime at piratewear.com ube has the biggest and best selection of ecu sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages every day is game day at ube now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock party hour two of pirate radio live still to come on today's show Internet troll Redbeard will join us. That's always exciting to get an internet troll on the show. Talk Bengals Rams with him. Touchdown, Tony Collins. Troy D coming up in hour three. We'll also make somebody a winner. Open up the booty bag here on this Thursday. But right now, we'll head back out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Talk about everything going on in the world of sports with Brian North. He joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. North, how you doing, man? I'm good. The weather's warming up. Uh, looking forward to these next couple of days, and then it gets crappy just in time for Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, and uh, and pirate baseball too, right? That's when the real cold weather comes when uh, baseball season begins. I always say that you know, fine opening day for college baseball, and if you're having an early spring, you know it will end by that first weekend of college baseball. Well, the voice is sounding better uh, than it did last time we spoke, so that's a good thing. A little bit, a little huh. bit. There's still. Still not 100%, but you know, everybody has to play hurt this time of year. All right, fun time uh, during the sports year. College hoops really ramping up. We got ECU baseball, college baseball coming up next week, and of course, Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, I guess we'll start there, Brian. Uh, this is, uh heard a lot of people say that this is the first Super Bowl in a while where there's not a team to really root against. Like, I guess. Uh, the, I, I would say the majority of America is going to root for the underdog here and the Bengals and their fun story with Joe Burrow. But a lot of people uh, want to see Matt Stafford win one, too. This is a very likable Super Bowl, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. You know, the way L.A. loaded up with all their free agents, I think yeah. people say, well, L.A., Hollywood, the Habs. Um, you know, I, I don't know if everybody's always into the overdog story, you know, so to speak. I think Cincinnati certainly is 
is a much better underdog story. So I can see a lot of people gravitating towards that if they don't have a dog in a fight. But, but yeah, no, the Rams are unlikable. They don't outside of um, Odell Beckham Jr. I think maybe he's a guy that can be unlikable with his behavior sometimes. I don't know if there's many other guys, uh, especially on LA, that uh, they kind of fit that narrative as well. Cooper Cup is obviously a guy a lot of people like to root for and and thinks he he's pretty good. And um, Von Miller, I think, is a likable guy and. So, you know, uh, Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald is definitely an underdog story of where he's come from. I don't think people think of him as that way anymore because of all the accolades he's now received, but he's still an undersized defensive tackle who has stayed with the organization and and just done a great job. So I think he's a guy you root for as well. I think it'll be fun, Brian. Uh, I'm looking forward to it on Sunday. If you're out and about, you can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. Brian, uh, how many Super Bowls have you been to? Been to two. Been to both Panther Super Bowls. Super Bowl 38 and Super Bowl 50. All right, so you were at the uh, the Janet Jackson Bowl. Yeah, and I would tell I love telling this story because there was no story, right? So halftime, you know, this is my first Super Bowl in Houston. I'm there. I actually went out to see the halftime act because they allowed us to go out there with all the the fake fans they let on the stage. <laughs> so I'm I'm out there. Kid Rock is great. I'm seeing all these things. I never saw the wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, I had no clue, and I was staring right at it. Never- <laughs> So, you know, great game. Great, one of the best fourth quarters yeah. in Super Bowl history going back and forth. Adam Benedieri wins it. John Casey kicks it out of bounds, and oh, yeah. you know, it's all over. So I go, run, you know, get your post game and <clears throat> back up to the television compound, and I notice the TV sets on the satellite trucks, and everybody's talking about this wardrobe malfunction. It's the first I'd heard of it at that point because this was before Internet on your phones and all those other things. Uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, I had no idea. I stared right at it and completely missed it. So I don't have a good Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction story with my own two eyes. My own two eyes. And then, so the next one you went to was. Uh, I mean, you can tell your kids and grandkids you saw Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, but you saw Correct. a shell of Peyton Manning. You, you, that was yeah. that was kind of a dud. That it was Coney Ealy for the Panthers. That if they would have won, would have probably been MVP with the the way. Their defense, and he played, but uh, but Von Miller uh, and the Broncos' defense dominated that one. Yeah. I went to a super memorable Super Bowl and Super Bowl 38, and a dud I can barely tell you anything about Super Bowl 50, and that was the more recent one. You know, defense dominated. Offense didn't play great. Peyton wasn't special at all. We, everybody kept waiting for him to just do something. What did he throw? A two-point conversion in the game, I think, yeah. was about it. Um, the only thing I remember is Cam Newton fumbling and yep. and one time not jumping on it, which caused a lot of criticism. But outside of that, boy, there wasn't a whole lot. Even the halftime act with Bruno Mars and uh, the controversy with um, Beyonce, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> the whole police reform thing, that was about as memorable as we got for that one. Hmm. And I don't even remember that. I think I remember it being a sunny Super Bowl. Was that West Coast? Yeah. Yeah, that was in uh, San Jose, south of San Francisco, okay. well, the San Francisco um, Super Bowl. But as I learned from being out there, you know, San Francisco is uh, not close to San Jose and Santa Clara officially until so you had to drive quite a long ways to get there. But a really neat region. I've never been to California before, so that was kind of cool. But um, I learned that, you know, San Francisco never gets really hot and never gets really cold. And so that was one of those deals. It was a nice weather Super Bowl, but, but yeah, that was about it. Were you there for uh, any of the media day hijinks or, or just the game? Like, what did you do that, that week of? Yeah, so that was the very first time they did the media day on the Monday night. Yeah. Night, welcome to everybody. And 
And what I mostly remember was, you know, it was your typical cluster. Like in Super Bowl 38, the media day was on that Wednesday, and it was your typical people asking inane questions, being in crazy outfits, and everybody trying to make, you know, whatever the nightly talk show rounds for being uh, so absurd. And in Super Bowl 50 in San Francisco, that Monday night deal was just crowded. I mean, I had a few characters, but it was just crowded. What I mostly remember is trying to feed my stuff back from uh, – from the arena, and so many people were trying to use the internet. No one was getting anything fed back in time. So, um, so I remember that. And then um, my biggest memory from that Super Bowl Fifty in San Jose was one of the Panthers media availabilities. I think on Wednesday, Snoop Dogg showed up, and I ended up being in a whole bunch of uh, video and and uh, pictures with me looking like I was some sort of, sort of Snoop Dogg stalker when basically I was just trying to follow in <laughs> afterwards because they were so happy they just talked to Snoop. Yeah. They would give you really good answers. Like I was trying to get Michael Orr, the blindside guy, to yeah. talk about the blindside, which he hated talking about. Oh, yeah. And cause everybody had asked him about it. He wasn't a fan of the movie. But after Snoop called him blindside, they talked. I <laughs> interview with Michael Orr because Snoop was one of his heroes growing up. So <clears throat> all these pictures and media were all over the place of me like standing behind Snoop or one time uh, underneath Snoop, you know, trying to get up and get a, a uh, interview. But yeah, Snoop and I were hanging out. So it was cool. I'm really starting to believe the conspiracy theory that there are like 12 Snoop dogs because he is everywhere at all times. It's strange. Um, and he'll be part of the halftime act uh, this year. Right. How about yeah. let's recycle this old question, Brian, uh, who would be your, your choice for a Super Bowl halftime act, alive, dead, all time. Who would you like to see rocking out? ACDC. Wouldn't ACDC just freaking bring the house down? Yeah. We always know that the, the halftime acts are always for older people who have money and will watch the Super Bowl and spend their money. So it's, it's got to be an older group. So I always thought ACDC would, would just come in there and just bring the house down with their very distinct style. So yeah. I, never, I never, never understood why they didn't get to do one. All right. I like that. Brian North joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. North, uh... You got right now NC State uh, on the bottom of the ACC standings. Now, I remember the Les Robinson Invitational, which they would call the first day of the ACC tournament. I attended one of those. And State actually won and lost the next day. So that's when all the State fans uh, sold their tickets and left Greensboro. But they are 3-11 in conference play. Yeah. And I feel like I've seen way worse state teams, but but for whatever reason, I, I don't know if I'm trying to give them more credit than they deserve, but they don't yeah. feel like the worst team in the ACC, but the facts are the facts. They are. Well, Terquavion Smith, when he's on, the yeah. kid, he's great. When he's off, he's bad, like he was last night. Uh, was he 3 of 16 or something hmm. like that last night? Uh, the Sebron kid is, is the real deal, and they've got some talented guys there, and a lot of their their losses have been close losses. Yeah. They have either a bad start, a bad start to the second half. They just aren't putting things together. Now, is that a chemistry thing? Is that a coaching thing? Is it? I just keep telling everybody, be careful of the state team. If they actually find this formula in the last three weeks, they could be a dangerous team because they have the talent. Uh, Helms is really good. And the list goes on and on. They've got talent there. They've had injuries where they're down to, I don't know, seven, eight scholarship players right now. But um, when their big three are on, they could be really good, and they picked up some good wins, but that's been far and few between. So, But you're right. This is not the, the least talented state team ever. They're just not the most talented one through 15. I think that's what I was getting at, too, that they are going to be a, a live dog in the ACC tournament, which is going to be pretty wide open, and, and I've been watching more 
SEC, Big 12 basketball, those conference tournaments are going to be awesome because everything is so up for grabs right now. Even Auburn as the top team in the country uh, losing. They are, you know, they're not the clear favorite or anything in the SEC. I think uh, we're going to have some fun conference tournaments uh, coming up here in a few weeks, Brian. Yeah, I, I think so. I, there really will be some March Madness. And even when you look at the top teams in the country, I don't know if anybody's dominant. And we've said this for a few years, and I think in the one-and-done era, unless you get a bunch of guys together <clears> and just gel, uh, it's hard. And I think that's why you see a Gonzaga that's able to go in and win now because they can get more established players. But I don't know of anybody dominant. I, it's going to be just kind of like a lot of sports are now. Whoever gets hot at the right time of year, not necessarily the best team throughout the year. Duke hammered North Carolina. They follow that up with a loss to Virginia. Good game for Jaden Gardner. Virginia wins it at the end. Duke takes on Clemson tonight on the road at Little John. Clemson coming off a uh, heartbreaker to North Carolina who bounced back. So the bounce back bowl tonight in Little John. We'll see uh, what Duke can do on the road after losing at home. Yeah, and look, I think they're probably the most talented team in the ACC, and they've been really the only ranked team all year is Duke. But I, I think everybody could kind of see it coming. You beat your rivals. I think Coach K said they went to the buffet table and they got fat. They didn't stay hungry uh, the next time out. But now they've learned that lesson. And I expect them to be hungry tonight. But going, you know, Little John's always an interesting place to play. And, and Clemson's not a bad team. So this, this could be interesting. But don't be surprised if Duke has a nice bounce back win. I'm a big believer in the bounce back, the letdown, all that stuff. And that is why I was really excited to see SMU beat Houston last night, Brian because SMU is going to be fat at the buffet and then make a long trip to Greenville to Minji's coming up on Saturday. And uh, I really like that result last night. I think they could be ripe for the picking coming up on Saturday, especially with East Carolina finally uh, having some success to build off of with a road win against Tulsa. How about that? I mean, normally ECU gets one of those upset wins at home. It's rare on the road. And so that was, that one made my eyebrows go up a little bit the other night. You know, it took a, an interesting shot to win it with 10 seconds to go. But, <laughs> High degree of difficulty, but got it done. Yeah. But look, it goes in and, that, you know, even if there's, what was the old Lloyd Christmas line? You know, you're telling me there's a chance. And, and it went in. So look, you know, now for ECU, the question always becomes, can you build on it? Can you stack wins? Can you, can you get some of these wins that matter in a row? Because that's what good teams do. Everybody loses now. It's not losing consecutive games and it's winning three, four in a row. That's what North Carolina did earlier this year. They had two bad losses, then they went four in a row, then they have a loss. Now, let's see, can they go on another three or four win streak? They're not a great team, but you stack those wins at the end of the year, your resume looks pretty good. Brian North joining us. Brian, if uh, the United States called and said, we got a a shortage of Olympians, uh, North, we need your service. We, We were calling you, you got drafted in the Olympics draft. Uh, what uh, event would you participate in the Winter Olympics there in front of the nuclear power plants? Yeah, well, I, I think that all us old fat guys, I mean, curling's the obvious answer. Right? Sure, because yeah. But uh, we all, and I've got kids now, so I wield a broom quite a bit. <laughs> proficient with that. So, um, yeah, I, I think curling's the obvious answer. I think sometimes, like, um, not, not biathlon may be the wrong one, but where you ski for a little bit and then you shoot things. Yeah. I think a lot of us could... With the skiing part is tough, but you know to sit there and then in the snow and just shoot things—that'd be kind of cool. So that might be second after curling. Have you watched any of the Olympics? No, I haven't either. I, I... So my so my co-anchor in the morning, Alexis Cruz, was a uh, like a a regional figure skating champion in Florida, which 
I didn't know they had figure skating in high school sports in Florida, but apparently they did. And apparently she was good. Okay. Just like saying, you know, you're you're the shortest, you're the tallest kid in the kindergarten class. You know, I'm not sure how, how good you have to be, but <laughs> she's very into the figure skating. And so for this morning, she's hooting and hollering, screaming about the USA guy who was who was skating well. So. I'm hearing about it. I glance over at the TV, but I have not purposely turned the channel to sit and watch it myself. I'm not a huge Winter Olympics guy. Team USA makes it to the final, like hockey or something. I may watch a little bit, but um, now I'm not. Now I, I haven't really checked that a lot. Yeah, I, I do. I remember uh, your co-anchor winning uh, that event over that meth head and the teen mom uh, <laughs> that year down in Florida. Congratulations. Uh, the, the cold stunned iguanas. Yeah, they couldn't compete with the ice. But yeah. I joke her all the time. I, I use a little more harsh language when I. When <laughs> she was the best of figure skating in Florida, making my comparison. But yeah, it's. Um, like, How good can people be? You never have ice down there. So I will say that uh, the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan stuff hit me. I, I was probably was that ninety four. Ninety four, correct. Yeah, Damn so man. I was like thirteen or twelve. Like it hit me at a time where it had a big impact on my life. It was a huge scandal, Brian. And yeah. SNL Saturday Night Live was doing stuff with it. It was it was huge. Well, I mean, that was just like real life drama that you couldn't even make up in Hollywood as it was happening. And, yeah. And back then, the Olympics were still really popular. It was still you know four years, and there was less of the pro athletes going in. And I, I still think it had that allure for me. It just lost some of its allure with the commercialization of the, of the sport and the yeah. athletes. And good for the athletes getting paid. I don't, I don't want to say that, but but for me, it just doesn't have the, the allure and drama that it used to. But that whole thing in 94 between those two was just, you watched it play out. You know what else made it huge, Brian? It would be different today. We'd have the whole thing on tape, but just right. having the aftermath on film yeah. was, like, if you just read about it, it'd be one thing, but to have right. Kerrigan on the ground crying, like, that, that made it huge. So, the, so all these movies and things that get made now about events that I lived through, I'm like, why we had the we had the video, we had the documentary stuff. Why don't we just the documentary is better than any one Hollywood after adaptation? Yeah. The the, uh, the uh, Sean Payton movie that just came out, I'm like, I was like, we're making a movie about a guy who got suspended and and uh, just happened like four or five years ago, and and I, I just I remember it. Why are we making a movie about it? Put a Hollywood spin on it. It drives me insane. So. Uh, the documentary, the, the actually living through it, and the whole mystery of who did it and how it happened was just enthralling <clears throat> at the time, and everybody looking for answers. And again, internet was not really a thing then, yeah. and certainly Twitter and Facebook and all those things where people could give their own opinion weren't there then. So we all had to rely on the news networks, and it was just crazy times investigating it. And you'll never, I'll never forget Jeff Galuli. I'll never forget Galuli. Galuli, you know, and and the whole the whole. Uh, hit squad there that was just um again you couldn't you wrote those things people wouldn't believe you because it sounded so silly and it actually happened in the whole real life world in 1994 (laughs) it's funny as we talk about this now so the oj deal happened later but kerrigan and harding and then for whatever reason i guess it was because i was a huge saturday night live fan as a kid amy fisher brian that really shaped my uh my childhood as well Long Island Lolita, yeah. yeah. <laughs> weird, weird stuff. We didn't have a lot to do back then, so when there was a story, it just took over everything. So there you go. Right. It was those good times, man. Internet ruined everything. It did. It did. Let's get rid of it. All right, Brian. And Brian North will be fine with that. The other day, Brian, I asked uh, 
either chandler or tony dunn sitting here to google something on twitter and uh, i realized that i'm old now and uh, yeah yeah no it's the best thing to do is when you just put the word the in front of it and it's even better the put facebook twitter. the twitter facebook. yeah 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 that makes that'll drive the young people even crazier because <laughs> they're all about abbreviating things so when you start adding unnecessary old people words oh it drives it insane it's awesome north is you're gonna have so much fun embarrassing your daughters man it's gonna be awesome Oh, it's already begun. Big three-year-old uh, birthday party going on this weekend. Nice. I can't wait. Dad jokes are at the ready. I'm going to be putting on a show with the uh, trampoline park in Greenville, as a matter of fact. When's your uh, daughter's birthday? It's actually tomorrow. Okay. Actually tomorrow, yeah. Lily will be 13 on the 13th, so we got uh, some birthdays coming up this weekend. Oh, dude. Are you going out for the, the gallon of milk and not coming back? 13? <laughs> bad, bro. I hear everybody tells me it gets bad at thirteen. Yeah, uh, it's it's there, but uh, <laughs> I, I I don't think we could ask for much better than she is. So I'm I'm thankful every day. All right, North, we'll have fun with the with the gals and uh, who you got winning? You got the Rams or the uh, Bengals? You know, everything tells me the Rams just because they've got the defensive line against that Bengals offensive line, and I just can't forget that Bengals offensive line against the Titans and how many sacks they gave up. If the Titans had any kind of offense, I think they'd win that game. Yeah. So I just think the Bengals' offensive line is going to struggle with that Rams' defensive line. and and um, This is literally why they got Von Miller for this right. moment. So. And, right, and Aaron Donald. I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to not double Aaron Donald? Yep. Who you gonna, what kind of scheme are you going to come up with to try and protect Joe Burrow? And, and I just – I just don't – I have a hard time seeing it, but I've counted the Bengals out every week in the playoffs. Same. So, yep. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to be shocked if they win it. I just am having a hard time visualizing how they will do it with that porous offensive, offensive line. How's uh, Brett Kennedy, by the way? I haven't talked to him since before the no loss. No one's heard from him. He's in a deep depression. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Well, he's got a Super Bowl in the last couple of years. He'll be all right. You would think, you know, and it was their first one in like 50 years. Yeah. So maybe they'll live off it a little bit. So, I don't know. North, enjoyed it, man. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. All right. Sounds good, Clippy. There is Brian Norris joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Super Bowl coming up Sunday. I had an old VHS as a kid that I watched countless times of, it was like all the Super Bowl highlights and stuff, and it had the history of it. And I want to say... It was named Super Bowl because this was this was part of the video. Um, the gentleman who named it that with the league, his son was playing with a Super Bowl. You know those things you bounce. They even have those anymore with phones and computer. Do the kids do anything uh, active, manual today, or is it all electronic? But anyway, Super Bowl turned that into Super Bowl, and there you go, the story of the Super Bowl. Are you glad you learned that today, Chandler? <laughs> You're looking at me like, you know what? Go to break. I was sitting here thinking, like, there's something I need to know. I need to learn something new. I like to, I like and to you just laid it on me. One thing a day. You got the Michael Perry information you didn't know. Yes. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Well, see, like, I, I was glad to know that, and but that wasn't enough. And I was sitting here thinking, like, there's just something else out there that I want to know and I need to know, and it was that. And I appreciate you. The standard, the standard mythology holds that Kansas City Chiefs owner Lamar Hunt coined the term Super Bowl as a phonetic riff on his daughter's toy, the Super Bowl. That's, there you go. Uh, does it? Does that make sense? No. What do you mean? I just 
she was bouncing a ball. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to name the the game Super Bowl. Well, there are bowls like Orange Bowl, Da Da Bowl, Bubba Bowl. What should we call our championship? The let's, Super. Let's let's make it Super. Let's make it Super. Oh, that's it, Super Bowl. I like how we also call our champions World Champions, even though they only play teams from America. I've always thought about that. The Braves are the best team in the world. And maybe. But we only play teams from two uh, continents. Two countries, I should oh, say. Oh, really? How about you face Mike Wright and those guys over there? <laughs> Why did we not face the sword-wielding KBO champs in a battle for life or death? The world. It's a battle of the world. War- that is a world series. Not some game against the sorry-ass Astros. Bring on some real comp. All right, let's go to break. When we return, we've had a lot of great guests on this show. Newsmakers, tastemakers, needle movers, view poppers, pointers, a lot of pointers, pointer sisters, pointer brothers. And today, we're having... A guy that makes fart jokes online. No, not me. <laughs> a different one. Redbeard, the famous internet troll, joins us. He is a Bengals fan. Why? I don't know. He'll tell us. And how's he feeling about Super Bowl 56? We will find out when we talk to the elusive Redbeard right after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? We'll visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Good to be back with you. Touchdown Tony Collins is going to be back with us. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, he and Troy D will be alongside. Uh, Quick note for CJ. Hard at work in there. Just wanted to point this out. Uh, Mike Tomlin was named the second worst coach in the NFL in 2021 in terms of efficiency and fourth down decision making by EDJ Sports. So, congratulations on having the second worst coach in the NFL. Guess we should fire him. <laughs> well, would you be okay with firing Tomlin? No. Yeah, you don't want to fire Tomlin. Never had a losing record, that Mike Tomlin. All right. Um, so, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, Chandler, by the way, Susan Deans has checked in on Facebook Live. She says, hashtag fire Matt rule. Yeah, I actually talked to Susan on Monday. She came and picked up her prize first back-to-back friday uh free beer friday winner and uh, we had a lengthy conversation about the panthers and the direction that it's going in and uh i told her i would be looking forward to her hashtag fire mat rule on the daily and there it is today uh my favorite part about this job is joking with you all interacting with you all having some laughs having fun and one guy that's done it seemingly since day one i never knew this guy before being at pirate radio uh and just met him through the twitter verse he is the mysterious internet troll 
known as Redbeard, and he joins us today on Pirate Radio Live to talk about his Cincinnati Bengals playing in Super Bowl 56. Redbeard, how you doing? Good, Clipper. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Redbeard. Um, if folks follow the show, they at least know your name. They likely follow you on social media. They know the type of uh, of person you are. And we're, we never divulge into the real you, but here's what I do know. I know you're a homo sapien, Caucasian male between the age of 20 and 50. And, uh, and that's about, I mean, is there anything else about your personal life you're willing to, uh, divulge to our audience? I think that's perfect. That's (laughs) spot on to who I am and what I'm about. That's what it's all about. I am not a rat. I will protect your identity. Although I will, uh, sell your cell phone number for a thousand dollars. If anybody's interested, thousand dollar asking price. You going to cut me in on that? Yeah, I'll give you a little bit. I'll, I'll give you a little bit. I know with that. All right, so Redbeard, I was reluctant to have you on, and and here's why: you you are a real Bengals fan. I know that much. We've had you on the show before when we preview NFL teams, but you are. I know I get down on my team, but you you can't even celebrate the good times. I did see you recently after some playoff wins show some form of celebration, but usually even when something good happens. You'll complain about well, it's gonna they'll lose next week. I, why? I know you haven't seen a lot of success for the Bengals over the years, but you can at least celebrate the good times, right? Yeah, you can, but you just know the bads are coming because you can't trust this organization. I know I can't, and this run has just got me scared to death. I think my main hope is let's not wait another thirty years to be back in the Super Bowl. So it's kind of you know the hammer's coming. And you know, or the train coming down the track is going to hit you at some point. So I guess you know, I can enjoy it for now, but eventually, you know, it's going to stop. Yeah, but come on. I mean, if they lose on Sunday, are you going to say this was a great Bengals season? Or I'm going to say it's a great playoff run. Okay, it's been a fun time because at the beginning of the year, you know, they had no chance. You know, I mean, they had a quarterback come back from a knee injury. They had a first-round wide receiver who couldn't catch. <laughs> he couldn't get used to the NFL ball. They drafted a kicker, which I thought was moronic. <laughs> and all these things have lined up. They're in the toughest, one of the toughest divisions. Like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of hope. No, and then they end up you know, sweeping the division with Pittsburgh and with Baltimore, and then they got beat twice by – that was the low point, I think, for me, is when they lost at home against Cleveland, blown out. And I was just like, what are they doing? I was wanting to fire most everyone and trade people. And then now here we are. Here we are. Bengals Rams. So I uh, I think I kind of remember Doug Williams lighting up the Broncos in the Super Bowl. But I definitely remember the next year. My first clear Super Bowl memories are pulling for the Bengals against the 49ers. And uh, Joe Montana hits John Taylor for a late touchdown and the Niners beat the Bengals for the second time in the Super Bowl. So, kind of getting into your age here, do you have any Super Bowl memories of the Bengals? Were you even alive then? Yes. I'll divulge a little bit more. I was five. Okay. I turned six when the Super Bowl happened in 89, or 88 season, 89. I remember watching the game. I don't remember much about it. And for years after that, when I started really you know, understanding football and you know, getting older, I always thought it was a blowout. That's how much I remember of the game. I look back on it, and it was both Super Bowls were tight, but that one was a very tight. It was the last 
uh, a game-winning drive by Montana that won it, and the Bengals had an interception that could have sealed it, and they dropped it. I know I've asked you this before. Why are you a Bengals fan? I inherited them from my family. Okay. Your family? My family (laughs) gave me this stupid team, and now I'm... And I was thinking about it. So, like, you had that Super Bowl. After that, it was kajana carter and he got hurt and then it was akili smith and he stunk and you had a nice little run there with palmer but the Bengals kind of became a joke because you knew when they got to the playoffs they lose so like i i get your why you're disgruntled with the organization but i just hope you know as a human to a human you can enjoy at least enjoy this ride they're on right now i have i've enjoyed you know because my hope was just to get a super bowl win because it was forever since they won a even or not super bowl win a playoff win yeah and forever and then they got that and i was like okay this is great i don't care if they get you know they beat next week you know they can build on it and go from there and then they went to those frauds in tennessee and beat them <laughs> um they found out that Tannehill was not what uh chad moore thought they were Oof. and i've been telling them all year they're frauds and he wouldn't listen but now you know that's just a proof in the pudding if you throw an interception like that all right this is what Redbeard really enjoys not even his team winning the ability to talk junk to teams the fans that you did beat yeah because you know they beat tennessee and that was great and i was like okay now what now they're gonna get blown out by kansas city well find out what Mahomes is like in the second half when he just kind of i guess fell asleep or whatever they did and then now here we are <laughs> so where are you going to like a super bowl party do you watch the games by yourself how are you going to watch the game on sunday i usually go to like a party every now and then but this one you know this one's a little bit different i'm going to just ride this one out alone i'm going to sit at home by myself win or lose and you know let the chips fall where they may but it, i'm going to sit this one out and kind of just do my own thing this time i'm assuming you will be uh tweeting during the game uh, I haven't gone that far yet. I might <laughs> go radio silent. We'll see. Oh, wow. Okay. It is a big game then. I think go because, you know, I'm used to have, enjoying Super Bowls and enjoying the, the stupid commercials and making fun of halftime and all the clubs and, yeah. this and that. And and now this year, it's like my focus is actually the game and, you know, who wins matters to me for a change. So I don't really know because I've not been in this position before, so I don't really know what I, I'll do. I may be on the machine a little bit. I got a prediction, Redbeard. The right. the better the game goes, the more silent you'll be on social media. I think if things are going good, we won't hear a lot from you. If things go bad early, we'll hear from you out of the gate. Yeah, I'll probably start focusing on the commercials and other things then, or maybe even just turn it off and find something else to do, which I've been apt to do before. <laughs> All right, Redbeard joining us, uh, P1 listener, uh, supposedly security for the Sugboat, although when I was out of town, I heard things went a little haywire with that. So, Boy, things went wild yesterday. Mom and Dad were fighting. <laughs> you know, Shirley and Troy were going at it. We were trying to steal the boat back from them. He'd run to the ground. It was it was a wild day yesterday. It really needed some structure, and it didn't have any. Well, I appreciate your uh, your efforts on that. All right, what's uh, what's your prediction? I know you're going to have the Bengals losing. What's your prediction? Yeah, you know, well, the, my problem is the offensive line. That's the main. Yeah, thing. they can't protect him, and somehow he survived. I don't know how, and he keeps get picking himself up when most people would have quit or just said, you know what, forget this. I think it's going to be close, or I hope it is at least. You know, I see Rams. What the spread's what four now? Three and a half, four. Yeah. 
I'll go with 3128, somewhere in that neighborhood. And if I told you, Redbeard, instead of getting Rodgers, Brady, uh, whoever in the Super Bowl, you get Matt Stafford, I mean, you would take that, right? Yeah, I would take that because he's apt to throw a pick six here and there. Yeah. And I think the Bengals would need that to win. If they, if they have a chance, they're going to have to get a couple of turnovers, and they're going to have to find a way to either have Von Miller and Aaron Donald arrested or locked in a locker room or something. You know, if you were a real fan, you'd go get assaulted by one of them uh, in the next couple of days and get them arrested, if you were a real fan. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I'm sure there's somebody out there trying to do that in my stead. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, those two guys would just destroy. That's my concern. I, I would rather had the 49ers because Jimmy G stinks and he's been just lucking into it. Yeah. And, you know, his luck ran out, but I think he had one more bad luck game left in him, and I, I would have preferred that matchup. All right, Redbeard joining us. We'll see you uh, We'll see you at Clark LeClaire. If you ever want to get to Minji's, Minji's Saturday night at 6, let me know. We could get you in Section 213. So, uh, uh, Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out some things. If not this season, definitely come up to 213 and visit sometime. All right. I heard it's a rowdy bunch up there. Oh, yeah. It's uh, plenty of leg room, too. That's the best part. All right, Redbeard. Well, thanks uh, for being a, a loyal listener and bleepster and, and everything you do, and uh, good luck to your guys on Sunday. All right, Cliff. Have a good one. There is the mysterious Redbeard joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, his Bengals taking on the Rams in Super Bowl 56. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back, wrap up hour number two. And get you set for hour three. Touchdown. Tony Collins going to join us. Troy D alongside as well. Pirate Radio Live rolls on after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at pr 927 fm join the over fifty-three thousand followers today now let's head back in to prl here's clip Braun. Alrighty, back with you here, wrapping up Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Uh, we are one week away from Clip and Troy D's Fantasy NASCAR Draft. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was afraid it was going to be today, and then I realized I was getting ahead of myself. It's you got a week. week. So I am going to prepare um, for this, so I'm excited about it. I'm fired up about it. You are not going to prepare. No, I am going to prepare. You're going to pre- print out a sheet I before we start. I prepare every year for this. All right. I even watched the freaking Clash of the Coliseum to prepare for this. Interesting, because I wanted to wrap up the hour with CJ talking about it, but we could also get your thoughts on it, because I did not watch it. Um, and we'll, CJ, we'll start with you. I told you I was going to ask you about it. The Clash, so this is in the... L.A. Coliseum. L.A. Coliseum. Yeah. Short track racing. Shortest of short track, by the way. How did you uh, enjoy or dislike the event on Sunday? I personally liked it. It's not something that I want to uh, see often, uh, mostly because, you know, they had to run the heat races. Then you had to, like, I think there were only, like, 25 cars or so that qualified for the main race. So you can't put a full 40 cars out there. Here's my Um, problem. It was too slow. 
it's too short of a track. They're just constantly turning. They can't go fast enough. There's no straightaway. Hardly any wrecks. If they are a wreck, it's just a little bumper fender fender bender. Nothing great. You know what I'm saying? There's not enough action in I think it for the, me. I think the problem. Uh, well, there were the uh, second last chance qualifier race. It took like 30 minutes to do the last 10 laps because there were like five wrecks. Um, but that was the only time there yeah. was any like real action as far as like wrecks they were going go. Slow around the track. They, yeah. Um, I well, I like it because it was something different to try, you know. And if you're gonna no, go, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I, look, I watched. I'm just saying, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd watch it again. Is my point at that no. at that air track? Yeah, it's it's something that if you do it, you can't do it often. But it's yeah. a it's another Oops. weird thing because this is this is basically how like an all star uh, game goes where. You don't want to. You don't want to tear up the cars. I mean, you're not really. No, racing I, I agree. For anything, it was more so. of an exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. in that sense, yeah. yeah you're you, and you're right and too. It was, it was gimmicky, but it was a gimmick that worked. I mean, yeah. I set my DVR for it because I'm like, in case I'm gone, I still want to be able to see some of this. Yeah. And I, I like, think their goal was to just reach a new audience, and they did yeah. that. Um, and I'm hoping that I think they race the first the first month or so. They're going to go back there to Fontana, which is, I think, just uh, east of la so i That's hope they the get a good crowd course, though, right uh no it is a what? it's a two mile track so oh, okay. it's a yeah it's a big one um, they do have a road course out west somewhere yeah sonoma that's what i'm thinking of yeah sonoma california mm-hmm. okay i like that course yeah i do too yeah. um so i'm hoping to, i'm hoping it turns out uh well to get them some more attendance at fontana because they had to cut it out uh of the schedule a couple times the past couple years because just not enough people go i text my cousin who lives out in la i said man this looks awesome i was like if i was in la like visiting him i would have totally gone to that event he's like oh man is that this week is that this weekend i, I didn't even hear about it it would have been cool to go see yeah so they i don't know if they publicized it that great in los angeles yeah which is because there were plenty of seats available yeah i i wonder how much the la coliseum seats because that might be the other thing is to uh to like a football game that's a lot of seats but to a nascar race not so much well i saw where people like somebody was criticizing criticizers of the attendance saying yeah there's plenty of seats available but if you take all the people that are there and put them at a nascar track it would be a packed house basically saying there was a lot of people there right so yeah by nascar standards yeah yeah. but most of those nascar tracks hold eighty thousand folks don't they i mean the grandstands and stuff you add it all together they some of them used to they uh they've been cutting out some of them yeah. uh like charlotte motor speedway i used to go there so they might have had what i guess uh, how big is the la coliseum how many does it hold it looked like three-fourths full yeah i'd yeah, have to so. guess la coliseum holds if it was six 80, if it 90. holds 80 they probably had 60 there yeah, yeah. I, would, I would agree just guessing you know eyeballing it but i like the concerts they had yeah i did too i thought it was something unique to try um and it, I mean, everybody ice else does cube. it for their all-star game. Awesome. Big Ice Cube. You like Ice Cube, Clip? Uh, no Vaseline. Cool. So you don't like Ice Cube? <laughs> what, did you watch him in a movie? No, he Are was... we there yet? Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I liked Ice Cube back in the day. No, I'm saying now he sounds good. Like, doing his songs. I haven't heard no. him but He did the performance out there. That's why, me too. And it was awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. No Vaseline. You should look that one. Uh, yeah, I don't, you lost me That's on that one. Awesome. Uh, Thanks for making me feel old. Seventy-seven thousand five hundred capacity. So they probably had fifty. Then it says ninety-three thousand pre twenty eighteen. So there you go. Yeah. I'd guess they had fifty to fifty-five or so. Yeah, probably. 
All right. Um, so next week we'll do our draft live, and we'll have CJ can I critique? Uh, break down the picks. That's yes. fair. Since he watches yeah. NASCAR, he can, after we do, that's a great. He and can he, be, can be the, he can be the. Can, can I be the analyst? Can I be on the board? Yeah. Floor ceiling. Yeah. Can I make a big board? Yeah, um, you could you could be the Mel Kiper yes. of our draft. Okay, I'll and make a big board. Great yeah. pick by Troy D. <laughs> Good lateral movement, quickness. Yeah, Good you can. Because a lot of times I'll try and critique the guy, give a reason why I picked him, but you could really break it down and because you know that reason is his car is cool. I yeah. like M and M's. I love M and M's. Man, I love that blue car. Yeah, that's all love we M&Ms. got. <laughs> so you can give us real insight yeah. on our picks. Now. A lot of the times I. I take the other bush just so I don't have to get confused on which bush I have. You know what? Give me double bush. That way I know. Yeah. Clip, you can never go wrong with double bush, my friend. Let's take a time out. What are we doing? When we return, touchdown Tony Collins will join us. He's here. He looks ready to go. He is ready to go. He's got a book signing coming up. We'll he's, talk about he's got a book signing. A book signing and a dog event. Troy and Tony have busted guarantees out there. <laughs> I forgot what my guarantee was. That you would take Tony to a basketball game. Oh, I did guarantee no, if he would go with me. You didn't say that. Well, you we're going cl- to clarify that All right. today. We got a lot more to get. Welcome back, Captain. Good to be here. <laughs> we'll talk about that. All too. right. Settle down. Settle down, everyone. I'll talk about that, too. We got a lot to do and an hour to do it. All right. We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week-long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99. Order online today at at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brown. All righty. Glad to be back here on a Thursday, hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We'll open up the Pirate Radio booty bag, make you a winner coming up later on this hour. Clip Brock here. Troy D here. Troy, great shows. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thank you. Great guests. Appreciate it. Uh, like I said earlier, you-, you guys had... David Glenn, yeah. uh, Noe Scruggs, Mark Packer. Eddie King. Uh, big time guest. I had Redbeard, the internet troll. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, 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 we loaded up the first three days, but it's good to have you back. Saw so you broke out the shorts today. You motivated me to go cha- put on the shorts, too. 70-degree right. day in February. Sunny skies. Man, summer is getting closer, baby. We got six people here, three in shorts today. That's a great – I love seeing that. Tony did not show us yeah. the legs, Although, Tony, you, don't, you wear, like, jorts sometimes when it gets warm, I noticed. Who? Jorts. What the hell is jorts? Jeans. Don't know what jorts are? Jean jean shorts. shorts. Jean You're a jorts guy. Oh, okay, okay. You I love the it. jean shorts. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how you know it's really warm when to Tony 70, breaks out the jorts. It got up to 70 degrees today? It did. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. I saw my car uh, said seventy two on the thermometer. I hadn't even told Tony this. I had a celebrity sighting. Uh, I think on Sunday, I'm driving down the road and I look, and I see Mister ECU Hall of Famer touchdown Tony Collins getting his afternoon walk in. Yeah, wow. Trying to get that walk in, man. Trying That's to lose good. this weight, man. Good for you. You look so, good already. I don't know what weight you're talking about. Uh, it's, it's it's there. Where trying to get down to my plan? Okay, but I'm saying you look in good shape already. Oh yeah, I'm in. And I didn't even say this time. I didn't even put a 
qualifier in there clip did you yes good i didn't say you're a big qualifier I, I was like i never realized i was doing it until you brought it up the other day you're like why you always tell like for his age he looks good yeah just so i just dropped that that was good you're looking good <laughs> tell you what i told you if you shaved you'd look 10 years younger too yeah, yeah. 2022 troy d is really constantly special. trying to improve we can always be better clip one percent a day I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you troy just don't ask shirley uh really, really how this week's gone so far <laughs> She seems much happier today. Yes, I think yeah. so. Got her balance back out. Well, today. at least the first two hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Troy, what? I mean, we'll address this very quickly. Just uh, what? The, the taking over oh, the Sugboat. You're welcome. I, I did it for you, Clip. This was this, not asked was, by me. This was this was for you, though. It was I not thought. necessary. Well, I just felt, you know, I got caught up in the moment. Sug, Suggs came back. They won the game. We felt we had to take it out. You weren't here. You would have obviously taken it out, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, and I just felt like someone had to. I was the one hosting. It was it was one of those spur-of-the-moment deals. I and then was, did it, you start letting people it, on the No, no, no. I did not let anyone on. No one came on. All right. It, I was only interim. I said, I'm only holding the wheel for Clip. I was very clear about that. I said, as soon as he's back, it's his ship. Did not let Chandler on. I said, what would Clip do? said he would not let you on so chandler i'm sorry you were not able to come on yesterday true again but when you and ellerby leave i wasn't even trying to get on the boat when you and ellerby leave i don't say i'm the owner of pirate radio maybe you should try that (laughs) (laughs) well shame on you (laughs) maybe you should take charge cj you're fired Talk to Troy and Jonathan when they get back uh, Monday. I mean, at that point, uh, you you're know, listening we're listening to Hour 3 Shirley, of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show. I was, I I was going to say. Yes, you hit the keyboard. Yeah. In a fit of rage, I hit the space bar over here. You because are Troy, you, Troy banished me to answer the phone. So that's why I couldn't you. help you. Nobody put CJ in the corner except me. I didn't know. Well, we, exactly. Chandler was working your that seat. Why do you guys leave? So, why do you guys leave him in charge anyway? He's in charge. I mean, yeah. Nobody <laughs> says, "Hey, Troy." Yeah. Well, now, if yeah. me and Ellerby are both gone, I think then Shirley actually has the most seniority around here. Technically, she would be the de facto boss in charge. Yeah, but she doesn't go to your desk, kick her feet up, and start making calls and business decisions. Well, this was a this was, once I I once I, again I said it was an emergency situation. The sug boat had to sail. And someone had to be the captain at that time. All right. And thank goodness nothing happened. <laughs> so, and how about, is, I mean, we're joking here, but ECU basketball won a road game. I know. I was really fired up about that. We, you know, we did talk with Igo the, the night before about how hard it is for ECU to win at, at Tulsa. Oh, they and, are terrible against on, Tulsa. On the, especially on the road. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if they've even won there. Maybe the other games were, they've only won three times before that. And those were probably home games, is my guess. But this was a, look; they needed this win. I mean, this is kind of this is kind of the thing that could hopefully spark them a little bit, give them some energy, give them some life as we head down the stretch here. So SMU, Tony, I know you got something coming up Saturday that we'll talk about in a moment. Mm-hmm. But ECU hosts SMU, who just beat Houston last night. SMU playing for a spot in the NCAA tournament. That's Saturday at six o'clock in Minji's. The game got a lot harder. I think it got a lot. I'd I like you- it a lot more. Let down time. And I tried to take you to a game, Tony. Yeah, you did. You I did. tried my hardest. You, you, you really did, man. I, 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 and I, I even inv- I invited your wife to go with us. Yeah, you did. I, it was going to be he a He also night, guaranteed which, he was taking you. Which I don't remember. I must have had a... I know you say you don't remember. We played it back for I, you. I, 
I just can't. I don't, can I ever I don't, guarantee I don't, for I don't this remember guy. a guarantee either. I don't either. But, but, but anyway, <laughs> I get if he went, I was going to guarantee. My wife took me out the night before, man, and we went out to the Naughty Dogs and had a good time. And, Did you get hammered? I'm not used to hanging out after nine o'clock. You know? <laughs> Tony was like hungover and couldn't go to the basketball game. <laughs> wow. Yeah. If it was if it was a six o'clock game, I probably would have made it. Noon was a little too early for you. It was a noon game. Do you yeah. remember guaranteeing the Chiefs were going to be in the Super Bowl? I did that too. Yeah, I guys. do not remember oh, that. I mean, go to the tape clip. You I know what? Not, I don't even think you got it on tape. Are we going to have to just stop doing the guarantees? <laughs> this is, it doesn't even mean anything anymore. This is sad. This is a very sad day. We've had so many busted guarantees, they're meaningless. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he'd have to do the show Buck Naked every show now. He's no, busted. again, that was your thing when you hosted. Oh, we don't sorry. do Buck Naked okay. Tony when, I got when confused. I sorry. Yeah. I thought you liked that. Um, oh, but yeah, you did guarantee the yeah, Chiefs did, really. the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, okay. The Bengals and Rams. So now I don't have to buy you dinner. You don't? No, I was going to take you to dinner, but you busted your guarantee. So You see that? that, that, that. <laughs> see what I got to do? And you left me hanging for an EC baseball, uh, basketball I, I, game. Yeah. All right, I'll take you to a baseball I'm, I'm, game instead. How about that? That would be perfect. Right, here, we'll get you. Baseball. Maybe the opener a week from tomorrow. But it can't be cold, though, man. I, mean, I know. No, I'm looking I, at the forecast for next week, and it's cold. looking warm. I'm with you. I don't like cold either. Next week, it's going to be 70. We just got to look out for the rain. Oh, absolutely. That would be the nicest opening weekend ECU's it, had in my memory. I'd, I'd take 70 with a little rain shower here or there. Heck yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like it's always 40. Oh, and windy. 30, yeah. And then it feels like it's 20 degrees with the wind chill. You get a little sleet rolling in just for yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's coming up next Friday. We'll uh, be talking to the head baseball coach of the Pirates, Cliff Godwin, on Monday. Along with the players. Hey, yeah. you know what's funny, Troy? Uh, the last two times I've gone to New Jersey to see my uh, wife's family, you have announced players coming on the show as yeah. part of the Players' Lounge. Yeah, it, it, it last time weird. I went yeah. was a Monday where I was out of town. The football yeah. players uh, were yeah. announced. This Monday was the baseball guys, but I'm, I'm excited to get to know those guys, talk some baseball with them this year. Yeah, I got the lineup. I'll, I'll um, get it before we leave this hour. I left it on my desk, but uh, who's coming on when for Monday? But those guys going to join us live on the show in studio, really pumped up about it. And uh, those guys are fired up about it. That's what fires me up, that they're like really super excited to come on, tell their stories, give some background about who they are. We're, uh, that's what I like, Clip. I like getting to know these guys as as, as people yeah. outside of just baseball players. No doubt. And, uh, Do we have the potential to be better than we were last year? Absolutely. Potential? Sure. Will it happen? We'll have to, that's why they play the games. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. I think any any, any new freshmen that standouts coming in. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing because the Pirates lost a lot uh, from last year's super regional team, but Cliff Godwin's always restocking, and that that's what I'm excited about to see uh, next week, next Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Who are the guys that are going to come in and play right away? So we shall see, Tony Collins. We'll talk the expectations. They're top 15 in the country yeah, again. Yeah but that didn't mean much but uh from what they have coming back should be another great year of baseball saw somebody you know these articles they love to do preseason predictions now it's like they're already projecting predicting the regionals did you see this i think we linked to one of them they had ecu hosting the greenville regional was it matched up with vanderbilt i think it might have been (laughs) i saw i go say something Yeah. yeah so they had ecu as a host i believe so yeah yeah and, and they well, just, just, as, as Cliff would call it, rat poison, which he gets from 
um, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. But it, and it's way too early for that type of stuff. And they do but, those things weekly. But I can't too. help. But it's but exactly. You know, it's like I can't help but look at it. That's what it's for. It's for us. It, it's it's not for I, them. I buy, they, they get me every time with it. Yeah, we love lists, rankings, all that. Yeah, stuff. I'm like this is meaningless. But let me see where we are. Tony, you know? I see a picture. Did you have a birthday recently? By the way, birthday? No, birthday's in May. No, oh, it must have been somebody else. I saw on Facebook. <laughs> May what? May 27th. All right. I'm glad I didn't miss your birthday. Then I thought I missed it. <laughs> Did I see a picture of you uh, with the old baseball team? recently back babe ruth man when i was yeah. in the uh seventh grade tony uh, all-star team in his baseball days what position did you play tony? i played uh catcher in center field really yeah uh, you're an athlete i'd expect that yeah yeah catcher, let me tell you something right. catcher i think is the toughest position yeah that's I, why I, your I, knees are all messed I up i don't like Not catching that much from being a like catcher catching like playing out in center field having a squad get all to, that get time. to room a little bit yeah and you don't get a lot of balls that, to you that would be my <laughs> least favorite position is catcher just because you know got to be alert being a catcher you got to catch the ball i mean know? think about it you touch the ball more than anyone else because the pitchers they change the catcher stays the same the whole game yeah you know do you ever play baseball growing up club yes true. did you uh not organized yes no. yes Which position i played first base i caught i pitched a little bit and then played second base freshman year of conley all right so i, I also play baseball and i was a catcher it's a tough. I mean, I'm being serious. I had it's a to tough do spot. emergency mm-hmm. catcher one time. I hated it. I've always felt like the catcher is kind of like your quarterback of a baseball of a baseball team. You, without a good catcher, you're Pretty you're not going to have yeah. a good season. You're Peter Gammons over here breaking down the <laughs> game of baseball. Been watching a lot lately due to my son. Pretty impressive. He, he likes to play. Impressive <laughs> analysis yeah. from Troy D. Non baseball player. Yeah, I know. I've never said I'm a baseball guy. Like I didn't grow up playing it, but I do. Uh, like who it. needs Mully? I'll just talk to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that supposed to be fun? (laughs) That baseball discussion y'all had was the dumbest. Oh, really? (laughs) Pitchers change? No crap. That might be the stupidest thing. I did have Molly on Monday. It was like a reunion because I haven't had, you know, for years I used to do, you know, segments with Molly. I forgot how much fun it is to have Molly on. It is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you did. He oh, just yeah, go great. Did he go against everything you said? No, we ours was a little more. I wasn't trying to poke and prod him, you know, yeah. as much. But I love the interaction you have with him because I I know what you guys are doing and it's hilarious. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear. Oh yeah, good to hear. I will say that Molly, even though he's a baseball guy, he does have extensive knowledge on just. I can throw him any topic, yep. especially in the world of sports, and he. He knows it. Like, I wouldn't even tell him. I'm not going to prep him. Hey, I'm going to ask you this. Throw a curve. You know, he knows a lot about golf. But then I could throw something out there about Olympics, and all of a sudden he knows about that too. You know, just things that I wouldn't think he'd be following. He's a worldly guy. He, he knows is. a lot about he'll, he'll, a lot of stuff. Yeah, don't let him fool you. He pays attention to what's going on out there. No doubt. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. we got to talk Super Bowl, get Tony's prediction for that. We'll also talk about what Tony's got coming up on uh, Saturday. Yeah, you didn't even talk about the big story. I guess you mentioned it earlier. ECU coach steps down today. The hammer has been dropped. Did you find out what happened? I did not. Uh, I have not looked into why Jason Hamilton has resigned as ECU women's soccer coach. Yeah, gone. Step down. I, I heard it was to take another job. That's what I've heard. And we also were, <laughs> we're saying, wow, it's kind of late in the game for that. Well, yeah. no, they just had a season. Well, that's why it's late. <laughs> They've already played the season. It's very late. <laughs> uh, no, I really liked him. He came on the show yeah, quite a no, bit. Yeah, I know. I've heard that. I so. kind of got to know him 
through you interviewing him. Hated to see uh, that news today. Yeah, you finally make a commitment to the women's soccer program and see what happens. Yeah. Now, don't get close to people, folks. They will break your heart. Yeah. And Who do you think is going to be the next hire? You know how we love to speculate with coaches around here. Mia Hamm. <laughs> Just wondering. How about you? No clue. Okay. Name a college soccer coach. I think Shirley would be a good a women's soccer coach. Because she's a woman that yeah, plays sports? Yeah, she's a woman that plays sports, yes. Good, good hire. And she's very, she is very uh, competitive, as we know. I mean, goodness, look what she does on the softball field just for rec ball. Imagine if she was a collegiate coach. She'd be a maniac over there. Let's get a break. We probably, she kills you again. Under, that's a compliment. Be undefeated. If I said Shirley's not qualified to be coach, then she should be mad. Shirley's not mad. qualified to be a soccer coach in Division One soccer, and that is not an insult. How dare you? Shirley's overqualified. <laughs> Are you Shirley trying to get can, back at her? Shirley crazy? can do anything. Oh my God! You, Shame on you, Clip. You, you don't badmouth Shirley on my watch. What, what, you do that what, when I'm what, not what, here. What did Troy do to Shirley? I know he, he must have done a lot because he's really pouring it on <laughs> right now. Unbelievable. You guys do that on your own time, not my time. Tony picked up on that quick. Like, oh, oh my God! What did Troy do? All right, we're back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina for over 80 years. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. We'll make you a winner coming up at the end of this segment. As uh, we'll open up the booty bag, Troy D. Touchdown, Tony Collins, alongside his Patriots not in the... Are you excited about the Super Bowl? I am excited no about Brady, the Super No Brady, no Patriots. No Brady, no Patriots, but we, we got two good, uh, two good, I think, great quarterbacks uh, that's going to um, play on Sunday. Are you so, excited? Uh, I'm just kind of home. Yeah. It's almost like another game for me. I'm not that pumped up about it. But it's the Super I love Bowl, the Troy. Yeah, I know. I'll watch it. I'm just not that like geeked up about it this year. I got tired of the same old team. I so do. like. Look, I'm, I, I'm excited. I, hope the, I like the underdog. I hope the Bengals can pull this thing out. You know, something new. So you going with the Bengals? I am. I think they went out right. Troy did pick the Bengals to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. I yeah, did. you should. You did do that. Right, I, gonna, rem- gonna, I remember that. I'm going to ride that Bengal tiger all the way. I remember that. Yep. Good pick, Troy. You should have put some money on that, man. Mm-hmm. Trust me. He should have slid it across the table. You were <laughs> waiting for him, remember? Yeah. And you we told him to slide to it across the table. And then, and then you got out of here before we could finish the wager. <laughs> but I would believe me, we would have bet, and he would be like, what bet? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He also had forget the, about a bucket head. The Niners beating the Rams, which y'all would have canceled that bet. Yeah, right. I did. No, yeah. oh, oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah, which almost happened. Tony said two great quarterbacks. Uh, Joe Burrow looks like he's on his way. We would not. Uh, Stafford, I always thought was a good quarterback, but you would not be saying great if he was stuck in Detroit for the rest of his career. <laughs> I mean, he got out of there, went to L.A., and it could be a career 
maybe Hall of Fame move for him. Absolutely. I, I, you know what? The the thing he just didn't have any weapons in Detroit, man. Yeah. He, that's just how it how it works. And coming out to L.A. was the best thing for the kid. Well, I mean, and it doesn't matter. It goes to show you. It doesn't matter how good you are at quarterback if you don't have. Right. The, the, you know, if you don't have an offensive, offensive line, line, you don't receivers. have a good running back and some receivers. He did have Calvin Johnson for he years. He did, but that but wasn't enough. No, they didn't have anything else yeah. around him. Uh, now he's got to He's got to feel like he's been team. born again almost. Absolutely. I mean, that is a, a, a rebirth. Uh, yeah, for real. From, you know, purgatory, NFL hell almost. To and not only that, Super Bowl. literally just like the cold and darkness of Detroit to yeah. the warmth an excitement LA. of LA. Yeah. You know, what just the, even that physical manifestation of locations. It's a big word for that you. Was, yeah. break. Uh, that um, was, yeah. That was me. a big word. <laughs> There's a lot to get out right there. Can, can you spell that? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> manifestation. Well, yeah, but I mean, really, it was I mean, that was just as the physical change is big, so is his play. Tony, uh, you talk about what you got going on Saturday. Yeah, uh, my wife has started this this doggy treat business, and so we got to try to kick it off on uh, at uh, what Naughty type dogs. of doggy treats? Let's hear look, about this. Look, it's chicken chicken treats, chicken, it's like, like, like all uh, natural stuff. All like, natural. Like what made her start this? All, all natural so. jerky. We uh we took a trip to uh, I can't remember what trip we went on, and this couple that we met was talking. They had a dog and talking about uh-huh. the doggy treats that they make for their dog and. And she got a sample of it, and she started making it on her own. So it's all natural. All natural. Like jerky treats for your dog made mm-hmm. out of chicken. Made out of chicken. Have you tr- Now, knowing you, you've probably tried it, haven't you? Absolutely. I eat it all the time. So it's not, <laughs> it's not only for dogs. It could be for humans. See, I think you're misguiding how you're marketing this thing. But, it should be human and dog treats. But see, there's no there's no season in it. So it's not it's, it's not, just plain. It's, a, it's just a plain right. chicken, yeah. you know. So, But yeah. she does make a, a little side for me with a, yeah. with a little Same type. Tony uh, throws a little hot, hot sauce yeah. on it. Good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but man, we're doing that on so how do you, uh, Saturday at Naughty Dog. So how does she package them up? Like, what do they come in? How much are they? Uh, they're $10 for a, a pack. I, I can't remember how how many pounds it is uh, or ounces it is. It's probably, I know it's not pounds, it's ounces, uh, but it's a $10 pack. And uh, we have okay. Naughty Dogs. We have the, the little uh, little uh, treats uh, in a little bag. So cool. Well, know, we'll be giving samples so people can try them. Yeah, try them out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Taste one yourself. Samples, try them out. Um, but I guarantee every dog that comes into Naughty Dogs, Every dog, I guarantee, they'll like the treat. Every All right. Dog. So bring your dog out. They can try it. Your dog can try it right there. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, when is it? What time is this going? It's on? from 2 to 5 at Naughty Dogs. 2 to 5, Saturday, mm-hmm. in, in downtown Winterville. Downtown Winterville. And I'll, um, be, I'll, and I'll be there uh, also uh, signing books. It's more of a it's more of a her thing. Right. Uh, but I'll be there signing books, taking pictures with people, and having yeah, fun. Cool. That sounds like that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm like, unfortunately, I would love to be there. I have a conflict Saturday, but... Do you have a dog, Troy? Uh, I do have a dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a Westie. Your, your dog needs a treat. Yeah, I'm going to uh, get some. Yeah. I'm gonna, I want to get some. Are you going to purchase them? Well, I want to get a sample, like you well, said. Let the dog, make sure Summer likes the make dog. Make sure Summer likes it, right? Yeah, if Summer likes it, I will. I will. How about this? But I if guarantee Summer, likes, Summer it, likes it. I will buy a box from a Trudy. A box? Well, a bag, whatever, you, your okay, $10, okay, whatever yeah. it is. $10 so bag, okay. Make, yeah. yeah. No problem. I will, I will make a purchase from Trudy, you not you. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't yeah. give it to me. I don't, I don't Yeah, I will support thing. Trudy. Yeah. No, nah, I'd support you too. But uh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, man. Two to five Saturday, Naughty Dogs. Naughty Dogs. All right, good yeah. deal. Um, I've, got, I've got a chaperone a um, kid's birthday party 
Saturday, so I'm a, I feel you. Con- a conflict with that. I feel you. Out of town. Speaking of buying treats and boxes, uh, did y'all get Girl Scout cookies this year? Uh, I did clip, and uh, I don't want to like get off on a tangent, but boy. Inflation, the prices of these things, <laughs> even and the, the size, even the Girl Scout cookies, oh, went up. most expensive they've ever been, and the smallest box they've ever been. Five bucks a box, and you get like five cookies. No, I'm kidding, like ten. Uh, <laughs> yes, I made a couple. Per- I love the peanut butter chocolate ones; those are my favorite. They're only five and bucks a box. Only what? Are you, only well, how big when, is the box? When I started first buying Girl Scout cookies, they were like a dollar fifty. And then they went up to two, and I was stunned. Well, how big is the box? Not big. I mean, it's a, it's a Not box. big, it's like a, the size of this. Yeah. But then most of it's packaging in there. <laughs> but I know it's a fundraiser. Yeah. But someone told me that the local Girl Scouts only get like 50 cents out of like the $5 box. The rest of it goes up to corporate, you know, nationals. They only give 50 I, cents? That's what someone told me, that that most of it goes to the nationals. Is this a reliable source? Uh, I Look, if someone's with Girl Scouts and knows better correct us tell us i'd feel better about it if more of the money stayed local yeah here but uh it's expensive but boy they're good clip gotta admit yeah i hadn't had any this year i like the um what do they call the samoas the um um oh yeah have the coconut on them caramel oatmeal yeah yeah i like they're called caramel delights because samoas was offensive oh caramel delights yeah so those are like caramel delights those were your redskin cookies yeah now they're the commanders (laughs) yeah I like the commanders. <laughs> the, 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 uh, what are they called again, Shirley? Caramel, Caramel delights. delights. The, the, yeah. the commander. Peanut, Caramel the, delights. the peanut butter patties, which are your favorite. They used to be called tagalongs. Yeah. What? Who is that offend? I don't know. People that tag along. I don't. The tagalongs were offended. People that show up when they're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have that. I got the other ones. I got were the, they were kind of big. They're the only ones that don't come in a box. They come in a in a tray that's wrapped in plastic they're like big lemon cookies maybe are you familiar with that Shirley? yeah i know you're my cookie yes. expert i don't know what are they called the, i can't uh i think they're called the lemonades that's right yes but for some reason they're not packaged like the rest of the cookies probably because the cookies are bigger than the other ones yeah i guess but they're very hard to reap so i gotta shove them into a ziploc thing because there's no way to put them back in the once you rip open the plastic thing how many of these cookies you got in your house i, I got well, <laughs> those are expensive i could only afford two boxes this year <laughs> i went 10 bucks deep in it <laughs> could have spent it with trudy but i gave it to the girl scouts sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> troy's been giving his dog uh girl scout cookies. What I, do, <laughs> I, I give <laughs> yeah so i but I, plus i'm trying to cut back on that stuff I'm trying not to eat so many cookies. I got them mostly for my kids because I'm trying to get in shape for the summer clip. Get that and summer bod. With weather like this, I'm getting spring fever, baby. And now it's reminding me I need to step it up a notch. And eating Girl Scout cookies does not help me in stepping it up a notch and getting in shape and shedding that last 15 to 20 pounds before pulling beach season. Are you uh, still on the yoga train? Uh, well, yes, but I've had a setback. I had, uh, a, you might remember a few weeks ago. Your near-death experience? Yes. Yeah. I had a, uh, I had do, a situation. Do, doing yoga? No. Close. <laughs> Tony, you were here. We talked about I, it. I had a situation on an, a, on an ATV in the snow where we had an accident. Oh. And we flipped the ATV. Oh, okay, I remember. And I'm okay, as you can tell. 
Uh, but I landed on my shoulder, and uh, it is just, it's it's been about a month now, and I um, actually I've seen like two physical therapists. I've talked to two physical therapists about it, um, and it's just starting. Like the yoga is a lot of posing that requires shoulder strength. Yeah, and I at that point like there were times like I couldn't even open my glove box without my shoulder hurting. But um, I've consulted with my buddy. Um, well, I don't want to say who, but okay. But I, I ran into some people that are experts in the business that I asked them about. They told me what to do, and that they checked, and it was. You need like Tommy John surgery to it, get back right. It was. It's it's going to be okay. All right. But um, I'll tell you about it in the break, and then you can see if it's appropriate to talk about. <laughs> it's your shoulder. I feel like we've got enough info out there. I don't need okay. to know oh, anymore. Okay. I just want to know if you're still doing yeah. yoga. Yeah. So as soon as my, I, so I feel like I'm another week away before I can get back on the yoga train. All right. Yeah. What else do we need to know, Tony? Yeah. What more to this story could there be? Would you like to do yoga with how, how me? X-rated could a shoulder be? I mean, yeah. What's going on here? Would you like to do yoga with me? No. Why not? <laughs> it could be good. I'm not a yoga guy. All right. Clip. Nah, it's not me. This is your thing. I know. It's my yeah, new we'll, thing. We'll let you do that. You're yeah. thing, man. This is you. Troga. Oh, God. Troga? It's, it's my brand yeah. of yoga wear. Once Troga. you become a, uh, what do they call it? Not a sensei. What is a yoga? A yogi? Is that? I great? think that's right. Yes. A yogi? Once, a once you become a yogi. A yogi. It can be called yeah. Troda. You can have a studio. Yeah. They say a word too, like, uh, what is it? Namaste or something? Namaste. Namaste. Yeah. yeah. Namaste. Yeah. No, they, Namasta. They, said, they said you're nasty. <laughs> you're nasty. I'm still learning the yoga language. You're nasty to you. You're nasty. <laughs> you nasty too. Once you become a trogi, you need to grow, keep stay bald up top, grow um, a little ponytail in the back. Po- how about ponytail in the back and then like under the lip? Under the bottom lower lip. Oh, you get a little like, soul patch? Yeah, soul patch Tony's there. He's got a nice uh he's got a little something there. Yeah. Get, so grow the soul patch under my bottom lip and grow out the ponytail wow. in the back. You've already I really thought f- about this, it sounds like. Oh, full yoga. You think he can grow a ponytail now? Oh, my hair in the back is thick, Tony. Tony. Absolutely, ponytail. <laughs> really? It's only the top that's the problem. I know that. No, but the I'm back? Saying, oh, if think, I grew it out? Yes. How, how, long, how long would it take you to grow a, t- a ponytail? Why, how long would it take? Like, it's, I don't know, a couple months? Like, how long does a hair grow? A couple how, months? How fast does hair grow? How about a year? He does <laughs> Troy's belief of his hair is incredible. No, you know the size of back is enormously like thick. Yeah, but there's nothing back there right now, Troy. That's because I just shaved it bald. But that's what I'm saying. It's gonna take and you more than two my, months. My guy shaved it. He's months. got a new shaver, and it like makes it like skin tight bald, like super smooth. But in two months, <laughs> in two, two months, months you're gonna have a. It could be tail. down to your back. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd not have to shave it. I'd have to let it grow out. In yeah. two months, I. In a couple months, it would start. Look, you know, in a month, it would start to get a little. Come on, Troy. back there. Well, you're talking about full ponytail. I don't know. By summer, I'd have a full ponytail. Nah, but I'd look ridiculous. With like the, the dude on. A, I was kind of picturing the guy on you, Cobra Kai. If I if I grow a ponytail, y'all are gonna be like, this dude is in full midlife crisis mode. You never you never know though. You never know how it will look. Give it a shot. Let's see. <laughs> let's I see. Mean, yeah, let's, Hold on a second. Let's see. Hold on a second. <laughs> Tony's setting you up right now for failure. I don't know. I, I'll tell you what. You grow one, I grow one. I can't grow a ponytail. My hair doesn't do that. No. <laughs> It'll be an afro. That's, now, I will tell you who true. can do it. This man right here. 
Yeah, I got a Clip lot of Brock. Clip, got, he could do it right now. He almost got a ponytail now. Now, I will say this. Clip cuts his hair. I don't know. Your hair grows faster than anyone else. It I does know. grow really Because, bad. like, you'll shave. You'll come in here, like, a few times a year with a clean, shaven face and, like, a, a new haircut. And we're like, who's the new guy? You know, we'll joke around. You'll look like a little... Uh, and then like, a week later... And then a week later, I'm like... I'm homeless again, Clips back. I'm like, how did you grow that out in a week? I can't open it. It's incredible. What type of vitamins are you taking? Yeah. Like, your hair grows faster than anyone I know. But, like, you could go full... You Now, you've got great hair. I'll give you that clip. You could go full mullet right now. You could go ponytail. You've got a lot of options right now. We could go locks for love, and I could uh, give you some of my hair. And yeah. You could throw it back there. I did love the video that you guys did, because when I watched it, you just put the sport coat on. I'm like, damn, Clip even looks like a coach right here. Oh, that. yeah. You the, looked uh, like a basketball coach. That was good, the promo. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was another character you did. You look like that. You kind of you're a chameleon. I'm a character actor. Yes, <laughs> you kind of like all these things you like turn into. There was another character you did. And I was like, man, the clip does that good. Well, thank you. I forget what it was, but sounds like it really made a big impression on you. <laughs> if you stuff. don't remember what it was, <laughs> I just remember the coaching one. Shirley Rhodes. <laughs> Let's make somebody a winner and open up the booty bag right about now. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, what uh, are we giving away today? Um, Let's do a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. Sounds good. A large two-topping pizza of Domino's can be yours if you were caller number eight. Caller eight, 317-1250. We're back. More touchdown Tony Collins and Troy D after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Jeff Dover of Greenville. Picked up a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Every day, all three topping pizzas are only $7.99 each for carryout only. Order online today at Domino's.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Back with you. Jeff Dover only wins on days Troy D is here, I've noticed. Yeah. wonder how his brother's doing. There you go. Had to get that in. Ben? Yep. You want to tell that one to Tony, see if he'll laugh at it? It was brother Ben Dover. Jeff Dover's brother's Ben. Tony. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's supposed that's to be funny. Fun. I got a giggle out of Tony. Still, still <laughs> plays. Still plays. Uh, coming up How on... How does he win every time I'm on? Well, not every time no, you're on it's he weird. wins, but, but every time he, he wins, wins, I'm on. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't know. I think he likes to hear the joke. So he only calls in if you're here. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. Tell your brother I said I love him. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up Monday, our uh, ECU Baseball Players Lounge begins. Yeah. We call it the Clubhouse, Players Clubhouse. Huh. We call it that. The clubhouse. Baseball term. Uh, eh. We'll talk it over. Yeah. Ryder Giles, CJ Mayhew, Zach Agnos, Bryson Worrell, and Carson Wisenhunt. Looking forward to uh, talking to those guys on Monday, along with the head baseball coach of the Pirates, Cliff Goff. Yeah, it's going to be a full Monday, but it is baseball week, so why not? Looking forward to that. Pirates getting underway next Friday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. All right. Uh, 
seeing some pictures of bald guys with ponytails. Yeah. <laughs> That's y'all's recommendation. Uh, they look pretty good. See, uh, you look good like that, Troy. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm just... It would be different. I don't view, think of one of that long. That's a long ponytail. I was kind of thinking, like like you were saying, the guy, the sensei in uh, Cobra Kai that came back. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he had about a, uh, what would you say? Maybe about a... A few inches. Yeah, a few oh, inches. Yeah. It wasn't a rat tail. It was no, a ponytail. It was a ponytail, but yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't huge, but it was noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's the that kind would, of things that would, we're talking about. That would throw you guys for a loop if I it came would. in here. I, I think I would need to be gone for a while and then come back. Yeah, about with a it. year. <laughs> come on, man! It wouldn't take a year to grow that. You don't think? No. How long? I mean, this I, is like months is and months. It is. Yeah. All right. Maybe six months then by summertime. That would look good on the beach. Yeah, it would look. I, I think you should out. go for it, Troy. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Just think how many? No, I'm not gonna say that. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, I want to see Troy at Atlantic Beach, just like that, right there. I mean, that's come what, on. That's what I'm afraid it would look like. <laughs> I mean, look at that. That is beautiful. I mean, you're talking hey, three months. You got this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Coming out of a pirate radio hat. Yeah, flopping back there. That would look good. It'd be different. I'll consider it. All right. Put that. Hey, look, 2022, new Troy D. I have done a lot of new things. things already this year. Yeah. I've done things I've never done before already this year, and we're not even two months in. All right. I got a question for you, Tony. I, I It still kind of irks me when people on Sunday were complaining about the Pro Bowl. What, what do you think it is? It's been this for years now. How do you fix the Pro Bowl? Oh, you can't fix it. No. Do you just stop playing it? I, I think you should because, it, I mean, you know, it's a it's a – I think the 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 challenges the the challenges all the things they do like on Friday and Saturday those, those, I love I love watching that. Put that on on Sunday yeah, and forget the game. Forget the game. What about when we, we talked about making it like a flag football game, like literally flag football? That's kind of what it is now. They're just doing touch. Yeah, who wants to watch flag football though? When you, you know played I mean? in a pro, you played in a Pro Bowl, right? Yeah. Did it feel real or did it? Yeah, it was real. I mean, we were we were uh, see back then the winners get ten thousand and the losers got five thousand. I don't know what it is now. Yeah, uh, we were trying to get that ten thousand. You're trying to get some yeah. money. And so now we're, we're you're playing. and now I, you can't really blame the players. No, you can't. You can't blame them all. Because that's why. It, that's why you sh- it should, they should just cancel it. Because who wants to get hurt going to a Pro Bowl? And as a fan, yeah. I honestly don't like a lot of my guys being there. You tear an ACL in the Pro Bowl, you're out for the season yeah, next year. Man, so you know, it's yeah. a, it's a it's a it's a game where now, mm, I, I think they should just go ahead and just cancel it. I or agree. like Troy said, you know, just make it a flag football game and just have a good time. And they that's did, it. did they do the dodgeball thing this year? Like they, they could yeah, do they enough events where yeah. they could fill a time slot on Sunday and just say, here's. The NFL All-Star Day or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy how they're playing it now. And then, like, 15 years ago, you had Sean Taylor just knocking that punter, a punter out oh, yeah. of his socks. Yeah. And now, I mean, I mean, they're barely touching each other. It's just it's crazy how times have changed. Yeah. That was not that long ago uh, when he drilled that punter. Uh, still funny to this day. <laughs> it is still funny. Especially the, like, <laughs> Japanese call of it, the play-by-play. That's good stuff. All right. Did you make a pick, Tony? I have not. I have not made a pick yet, but I will. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game to watch. I think it's going to be a lot of scoring. Uh, like I said earlier, L- LA really has the best defense. I think they have. Um, actually, 
their offense is just as good as Cincinnati. But uh, it's just something about Joe Burrows, man, that I'm, I'm going to go with them. And I, I think wow. I think Cincinnati can pull this off. It, it'll be an upset. And um, the kid's going to be, a, uh, I think, a great quarterback in the NFL if he stays healthy. I made a compare. This is kind of a hot take just to see if this happens. I'm going to look like a genius. Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl in his second year, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. And at that time, and this was, I was too young to be watching football, but at that time, I bet there was a lot of people saying, oh, he lost his Super Bowl, but he'll be back. No problem. Right. Never went back again. Never. <laughs> I, 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 Joe Burrow needs to win this one. Don't worry about he's going to be back. Win this one because yeah. you still got Josh Allen. Mahomes. May never happen. Oh, the yeah. AFC is you, stacked. You got, let me tell you something. Getting to the Super Bowl. It's most it's the hardest thing ever for an NFL team to do, and you know uh, to win it back to back is uh, almost impossible. I think the Patriots did a couple of times, maybe the Steelers or Cowboys. You saying that as a Patriots guy is kind of disgusting, but I understand yeah, what but, you're saying. But it is, man. It's it's a it's, it's a it's a tough road to to get back to, but uh, once you get there, man, it's a, it's a it's a great little ride. But you're yeah. right. This is their one shot. Could be. You know, look at the Falcons. This is Troy you know, D's NCAA get, tournament is, yep, shirt I was story. Ready to say, <laughs> buy the shirt because you never know. Because I thought it was going to happen again, hasn't happened since 1993. 93 should have bought East Carolina in the NCAA March Madness Big Dance tournament. Troy D said, eh, "I'll get one next year when yeah. they go back." I was like, ah, oh, twenty bucks. He you put these the logos on it. on it. I don't know if I need this. <laughs> should have bought it. Clip. How yeah. much? How cool would that be to wear that? In March, in the studio here, and break it Heck out. Yeah, like during the conference tournament, like this is what yeah. we're playing for, boys. Right, it's happened before. Let's make it happen again. Yeah. If uh, is that shirt out there? Does somebody have that on available? Somebody is on well, eBay or something. Got it. I'm surprised the guys at Tailgate Classics don't yeah. have it. That would be a great item. And if I did have it, I'd make a mint selling it to them. I know. Everything you have is worth it. No, that's a lot of money for somebody. What was the last thing you said? Was Oh, the turf, the grass we were talking about. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> worth a mint. How much do you think, think that T-shirt is worth right now? <laughs> oh, God. I can't wait just, to hear just, 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 just. To a Pirate fan, they could probably sell that for 100 bucks. So you think NCAA tournament for ECU? Somebody would pay 100 bucks for that? Yeah, somebody would. But how much are they going to buy it for? Well, I mean, that's a, you know. Yeah. Uh, 20 bucks? Probably. Yeah. 50? A, a mint. Maybe 50. It depends. <laughs> you need to cut out the middleman if that's the case and go to go the, straight to the uh, yeah. customer. Tony, you got, uh, what is it? Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and others. Performing. I'm more fired up about that. <laughs> than the game? Yeah. You can YouTube, like, Snoop Dogg No, songs. but it's live, man. I'm hearing nah. it. Like, they're, like, they're not even letting people, like, hear, you know, when they do rehearsals, they're blasting music in the parking lot so people can't hear no, what fine. the songs are going to be. And, and Zach Maskiewicz is out there trying to listen. Yeah, Remember when he got the it. anthem thing last yeah. year? God, that dude just bit it. Look at that. On the side of the... Oh, it's a chick. But, um... <laughs> It's, did you see what she did? You're talking like a, a snowboarder. I know. I was that a dude or a yeah. chick? Boy, dude. just trying to 360, 80. Rec- that was a gnarly man. No, like her face hit the side of the, the lip on the, on the uh, pike. All right. It was all right. Never mind. Moving along. Yeah. Tony. <laughs> I'm going to have to start watching the Olympics for a little bit. You're more. all. What, what would be your dream? You know, I like to recycle these questions, Troy D. Yep. What would be your dream Super Bowl halftime show? Alive or dead? Anybody you want, who would you want? 
Oh my God! I'm not a big halftime guy with the Super Bowl, man. I I just I I just can't get into it I, for some reason. It's just I I've never been that. But so but if anybody, yeah, I would just off the top of my head, I would say uh, Rick James, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Prince again. I mean, that was probably the ultimate. I but still go back and watch that. On I, I don't think he could top that performance in the rain. Well, especially since he's rain. dead. No, I know. I'm saying if he was still alive <laughs> and they had him back, right. I don't know if he could do it. But Prince was, man, what an awesome show. Purple rain be. in the rain. Are you kidding me? I, that, I mean, perfect. But, but one of the best things about the Super Bowl is the commercials, though, man. Yeah, I, man, I love watching the commercials. They, they have some great commercials in the Super Bowl. Times. What was the Bears Patriots Super Bowl, guys? That was not, uh, Super, the Super Bowl twenty Super clip. 20. It, was, it was actually January twenty fifth, nineteen eighty six. Was there a halftime performer? Oh, or sure. Was that before the there, halftime? They performance? probably had somebody play at halftime. Yeah. National anthem was by Wynton Marcellus. What's that? Saxophone. Oh yeah, he was pretty famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Halftime Royals. show. Up with people. Oh wow, yeah, that was one of the last great uh, full-time halftime What's up production with companies. American nonprofit organization. Yeah. That's all they did was like put on shows like that. Uh, up, that's why they used to have a partnership with Up with People. That's a for the dancers or something. Yeah, dancers, music, all that stuff. It's gotcha. like a little uh, theater show type of deal. So Troy D and Lee D were dancing along with up with people man i tell you what i was thinking about this clip the other day you know back in 86 we didn't have these cell phones and cameras were a little harder to come you know they didn't have the disposable ones back then and i one of my regrets is i don't know if i've got a picture of me and my dad at the super bowl now if i have it i obviously would never have thrown it out but i just don't know if we took any pictures back then you got one at the double doink game yep (laughs) and a video yeah but i would i mean how cool would that be to have like a picture of me and dad in the superdome and like tony collins even though it'd be on the field behind us i I get uncomfortable talking about this with tony here why i don't know wait a minute (laughs) every time he's here we bring up his team getting their ass kicked in the super bowl (laughs) (laughs) wasn't his fault Uh, he was the leading rusher yeah, for the but Patriots. The def- their defense got it, it smoked. Was, it, was, it was fun getting there, though. I, I have yeah. to admit that. It was, All right. it was a lot of fun. I love sports trivia. Can you name the one, two, three, four, five, seven Hall of Famers that played in that game? Two. Well, you, you've got... Uh, two were Patriots. Walter Payton. Yeah. You've got Walter Payton. You've got uh, Mike Singletary. Dent. Richard Dent. Yep. Um, Andre Tippett. Are they, were they uh, some... All Bears John, or something? Two John, Patriots. John, Andre Tippett and John Hannah. Those are the Patriots. Patriots. So I'm looking for two, two more. more uh, from I've never Bears. heard of one of these guys. Michael? No, Mongo is not a whole Mongo's thing. Um, the linebacker. Uh, what's the linebacker name? Uh, you, you already said Singletary, huh? I don't know. Uh, Dan Hampton. Oh, yeah. Dan Hampton. Dan Hampton's and great. Jim Covert? Jimbo Covert, uh, offensive tackle. Okay. Oh, wow. Good call. Hey, it's a mean looking dude. All right, there you go. Good job, fellas. Dan Hampton's a great, one of my favorite players. Five out of seven. Not bad. All right, that's it. We ran out of time. That was fun. Enjoyed it. Tony, uh, get folks out Saturday. Saturday, 2 to 5 at, at the Naughty Dogs Dog in Winterville. Winterville. Yes, sir. 2 to 5. You can go get homemade dog treats. Doggy treats. Bring Trudy your dogs. Collins. Bring the family. Meet Tony Collins. Get have your a great picture. time. Lots Sounds of good. laughs. Lots of good times. That'd be awesome. Good stuff. All right. We'll get a full report next week from you. Yes, sir. Troy D, we'll reconvene with you Monday. Yes, sounds good. We'll have our uh, first pitch coming up Monday on the show. Good deal. And uh, we'll talk to you fine you're, folks. You're, are you inviting me to the game on Friday? 
Is that an invite? Which which game? Which? The baseball game. Next Friday? Yeah. If you want to go, yeah, I'd love for yeah, you. Yeah, I want to go. All right, done. Yeah. All right, there you cool. go. Is that a guarantee? It's a that's, date. That's a guarantee. I'm not man. guaranteeing anything. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. The, the game is not at 12 o'clock, is it? Uh, it's an afternoon game. I yeah, think. it's probably like three nah, or I'm something. just kidding. Four? It doesn't matter what time it is. I'll be there all on right, Friday. All right, there. As long as not raining or cold. Here we go. I'll be there. <laughs> Here we go. Raining? No cold. rain, no rain, no cold. We'll see you all 3 o'clock Friday on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.